Hey guys, this is Kurt. And Logan. And we're here to talk about Battle Bards. I thought we were here to talk about how you're a terrible father. Pimping out your son. What? 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 Nothing. <laughs> okay. No, Battle Bards is great fantasy audio. I want to know that. Only things I care about are cartoons, balloons, Star Wars, candy, old people's smiles, dogs, Pokemon, video games, fireflies. Do you even know what those are? Existentialist paintings. How do you even know how to say that? The sound of forts, <laughs> ninjas, and electronics. Okay, that's a lot to process. Farts? Really? Oh, but check this out. Lord Ardok is a wooden fortique symbol. Bida octo mon farste outwis mon kasabu haudon fu chi tang gali asparos. Ooh, scary! And this. Ooh, impressive. You can't deny this, though. Noal na o lapireta ikarino ilasa zorge, lapilasa do lape turbs benas. Okay, that's very cool. Okay, Logan. So how much would you pay for that awesome audio? Thirteen point two pesos. There's no such thing as point two pesos. Fifteen hundred yen. Five hundred pinks. Republic credits. That's not even real. That's Star Wars, Logan. Well, let me tell you. You go to battlebars.com. You sign up for an account. And not only do you get that premium auto, but you can get a little something from us also. With the 10 and $25 packages, you get one free track with MFGCast1 as your coupon code. Buy a $50 or $100 package and get five free tracks with the code MFGCast2. That's a half of an album for free just for using that coupon code. Could it be any easier? Buy the $150 and $300 packages. Not only do you get most of Battle Bards fantasy audio, soundscapes, music, sound effects, etc., but you also get 10 free tracks with coupon code MFGCast3. A full album for free for using a coupon code from us. You're welcome. I'll just buy that great audio right now. Wait, but you have to you have to ask your parents permission before you buy. This is the MFG cast. something. Don't say something yeah, wrong doing the intro. Because Kim pointed to minimize the thing and she yelled at us. <laughs> she yelled at me quietly. That's how good she is at yelling at me. Nice. And you're like, what? <laughs> you're not supposed to but talk worry, during the sure intro. The ever... intro is the intro. I'm pretty sure that everyone heard that this is the MFG cast. <laughs> that is true. That's very true. Or as Kurt Angle would say, that is damn true. 
Uh, we are going, this is our top five. What? Do you want us to introduce ourselves? Yes, I've done this before. Thank you. <laughs> You're having an off day, man. No, I'm decided. not having an off day, actually. We're going to be talking about our top five today. And by the way, my name is Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Who are you? I don't know. This is Tracy. I don't know this who they is Kim. are. Sorry. <laughs> See, if if you had Prompting. three extra D Wyatts on this show, Kurt, <laughs> it would be pro hour every hour. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we should just we should just make copies of you and eliminate everyone else. Myself. <laughs> this isn't the elimination chamber. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Dan, you never so said what's your the name. lineup for today, Kurt. I did D Wyatt, man. How is it not evident? If I said if you had three D Wyatt's, come on. No, no, that, no, that's not D Wyatt would introduce himself. That's what he does. Yeah, if they're just joining the show for the first time, they it, are not aware of D Wyatt. Right? It is the Emperor of the Euro. The man <laughs> that always has the hidden identity in every game, including <laughs> paperback. <laughs> the champion of cardboard. D Wyatt. Nice. <laughs> And this is basically this is basically our end of the year episode where we talk about our top five. Uh, we kind of split it off before we we used we did top five for a while, and then we had Dan and Ken on last year, and we talked about top three. So now we're gonna go back to the top five, but we're also gonna be talking about some other stuff like our biggest surprise, biggest letdown, surprising moment. I wanted to add some stuff that I didn't get to play, but I really want to play eventually. So yeah, so this should be fun. I'm excited because I I always love. I always love lists, even though I'm terrible at them. And what's really awesome is we were able to get back to the top five list due to the generosity of all of our uh, Patreon backers. <laughs> so that was one of our stretch. Because <laughs> Patreon is That's the best. A... <laughs> <laughs> oh, so glad we don't have to do that. I mean, it would be good right. to get money coming in, but I mean, besides the other BS. All right, so, so that awkward <laughs> silence. Let's uh, right? let's that awkward welcome, silence. Is welcome to, to our by first Patreon. Date. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Give us money. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was all of our Patreon backers talking just then. I don't know if you heard them all. That's right. They were screaming in silence. <laughs> is what was happening. Um, so before we talk about our top, well, actually, before we even talk about last year's stuff, because I wanted to compare last year's our last year's top three and kind of talk about that. But before that, even. Um, let's talk about what we thought of 2017 as like games. It seems like from you know I was kind of watching some things and stuff like that, and everyone's like, "Oh, this was such a great year for games," and you know, there's so many cool things and stuff like that. And I'm I'm gonna be honest, there was not a lot of games that I was like super pumped for. You know, like I was kind of even when we went to Gen Con, I was like, "Whoa, slow your roll. You don't have to get every game. Nothing is that important." Um, I, we did play a lot of good games, but I don't know if 2017 was a great year for games. I don't know. I may have to disagree because yes, every game is that important, and yes, you don't have to get everything immediately. <laughs> oh, Tomorrow may never happen. Hey. Acquire, acquire, consume. We're Americans. <laughs> I I agree with you, Dan, because I wanted to jump the gun on a lot of them, and now he's having regrets that we didn't buy them. Oh, so I'm just saying. I'm not, I'm not having that many regrets. He is. He. Is, we were in the store the other day, and he's like, 
look at that. Look at that over there. Oh. Well, that was just my that was just my board game addiction kicking in when it was right there in front of me. Oh. Now that I'm here, I'm like, it's fine, but I'm sure, yeah. And then he's like, oh, look at that game over there. And I'm like, yeah, there's like 10 games that are screaming out to us that we want, and we could have gotten them. But somebody <laughs> made me pull the reins back and not get them when we could have. Yeah. Well, and now look we're still... We're we're still we're still paying for it today because we we can't catch up in our you know funds and stuff like that. So I'm glad we didn't go too far over the edge. Oh shush. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, so what do you guys um, think about 2017? You know what? Like here's the thing. Like everyone says, like oh, like it was a great year. It was a great year. I think the thing is, every year is a great year. Like, I I don't think you can look back at even like the last 10, 15 years and like. Oh man, like, you know, 2014, that year sucked. Nothing that came out in 2014 is what I want to play. Like, you know, I think it's just that there's so many now, it's very easy for good things to get lost in a shuffle or overlooked. And that's why people have to listen to the MFG cast, because we talk about the games that you should be playing. <laughs> wow. It's like you practice that in front of a mirror or something. <laughs> he usually does every morning. Well, I was going to say, my morning ritual is I log into MFGCast.com just to see if there's any updates that I got to know about. Not even a good morning, sweetheart. Just straight to the I shove her out of the bed to get to the laptop. Yeah. Then I pretty much go back and I refresh the last seven episodes of the podcast and play them sequentially just so I remember everything that matters. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then you sit in front of the mirror and you go, <clears throat> this is <clears throat> this is the ep- I'm What? <laughs> and then I have a picture of you that I put over my face and I go, I shall become him. Uh, I am I the Nicolas it. Cage to your John Travolta. That's right. That's right. All right. So before we get into our top five of last year, let's talk about our top five our our top five of this year. Let's talk about our top five of last year. Or top three. three. Sorry. Yeah. I'm so confused. Three five. Three sir. Okay. So <laughs> Dan, I'm going to tell you your top three from last year, and I want to see if you have as good as much love for this stuff as you did last year. Two of them I can say yes right away because it was Port Royale and Steamworks. Yes. And then and then also you picked D&D Conquest of Norath. So are you still in love with these games as much as you were last year? Um, I only got to play Conquest one more time in this year, so that kind of bit. But yeah, those games are still awesome. We actually broke out Steamworks like um, right before the holiday rush of work, during one of like our game nights of November. Yeah, still as fun, still as good. It's the game that I would kill for an expansion for, and I don't think we're ever going to see though. No, exactly. you didn't pick up enough heat. Like it, it just fell by so quick. That's one of those games that you'll find on uh, like cool stuff. It's like normal price fifty nine ninety nine this week, eleven dollars and. That's usually yep. a sign you're never going to see an expansion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but hey, I mean, maybe it's just one of those games that it doesn't need one. It just needs more people to play it. Yeah, so, maybe I'll make well, an expansion. Well, I'll cut up we'll some cardboard shits up. and figure something out. Also, there you, you don't know, like there could be there could be a lot of people playing it, but not the people that have like the podcast <laughs> and the blogs and, and stuff like that. Or on BGG or, or on BGG. that buy it. Yeah. That, I'm pretty <laughs> sure or have a internet. Ton of people play board games, not on yeah. BGG. <laughs> Yeah, um, exactly. And Port Royale, I still love that game so much that I got an expansion that I can't even read, and it's just sitting in a box. <laughs> that was awesome. awesome. Yeah, you're just going to have to get Google Translator and just have it translate everything for you. 
Yeah, maybe if it does something besides <laughs> translating every fifth word, I can try out the Google yeah. thing. Yeah, no kidding. I, I tried it out, actually, and I held it up to one of the cards, and my phone just went, oh. So. I think there were symbols and question marks in it, too. Yeah, there was actually like question marks and big blocks. Nice. I'm like, all right, got it, can't play. Yeah. So how was Kim's list looking from last year? Uh, I can say that she probably is in, is in love with still the games that she has on here, but we'll see how if she played if she's played them anymore. Uh, she had Harry Potter, Hogwarts Battle, Food Chain Magnate, and Emotap. Um, the Harry Potter we've played. Yeah, repeatedly. The only thing is, I'm sad that we haven't really played Food Chain Magnate. Yeah, we got to break that out again. Because I, 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 I do remember when we played it, and I made, like, so many mistakes, and it haunted me. But I still enjoyed it. It was still fun for me, because even though I just lost by a lot, like, the, the progress of going through the game was actually kind of fun. You know, creating the your businesses and seeing how much you can sell. I still like that. And what about and, you? What's up? Um... I don't know if uh, playing the exit, the exit game, the fair exit game, kind of counts for that one. Because <laughs> there, there was an Easter egg of the Imbotep game in Exit the Game for the Pharaoh. Um, but yeah, I mean, Imbotep, I wouldn't try mind playing again. Because all, all those games are still really fun. And it's, Imbotep is, I've never seen a game like that. I know. And yet, Mm-mm. it doesn't hit the table. It doesn't. Changing that tomorrow. Today. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> So, so is it, you know, when, so I'm curious when, you know, a new year comes around and you got all these other games that you're worried about, you're like, I want this and I want that and I want this. Are there some, you know, we've, we talked about a couple, but are there some games that you have that are older that just continually hit the table or is it something where it's like you finally walk by and you go, oh man, we haven't played this in a while. Let's break that out. We still have some stuff in shrink wrap. Yeah, I'll tell you about my magic number thing later (laughs) that I've learned about from a podcast. Um, Actually, what we did recently is we reworked the whole game room stuff. Because we started having things like on piles on the floor, and I'm like, we can't live like this way. I don't want to look like we're gamer squatters. (laughs) So we redid the game room, and it was actually a really good chance to be like, I love this game. We're not playing this game. Somebody else should have this game. You know, like cleaning up the collection and also realizing like the things that do keep hitting the table. Like, uh, I've actually been on the fence about liquidating my entire Sentinels collection and just getting everything digital for that game. Because mm. if it's mainly Kim and me playing it together, I don't really need the physical copy for all that stuff. And it'll also take, like, 74 pounds off of the shelf, because good Christ, is that game heavy when you have everything? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, tell us, tell me about it. We just broke out uh, Legendary. And uh, I don't. Oh. You remember? You remember when Logan grabbed a game and the cards uh, went down the stairs on the bottom of the. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we had to clean up all of it and put it into separate areas and you know, really uh, organize it again. And boy, was that suck ass. That took us like an hour yesterday. Yeah, exactly. It took us longer probably to put it to back together than to actually play the damn game. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, because we got it, our asses handed to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it only took an hour to sort that out, that's a good day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's not. It wasn't even all the cards. I still have another like box or two with other cards, you know, lodged in somewhere else. So I'm glad I didn't have the whole thing fill out because I'm like, Geez. yeah, it fell a long way all the way down the <sighs> stairs. But oh, no, no cards were injured or died in that fall. Yeah, that's true. No <laughs> cards were harmed in that process. Yeah. So. All right, Tracy. So oh, I'm going to ask you about the your top 
three from last year. You really so, want to say five, don't you? I do. Yeah. I really do. I love yeah. the number five. It just it's a good odd number. It's one of my faves. It's one of my top. <laughs> I do love his five. stalling techniques. It's so good. It's like I know he's trying to find the list right now. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not. I'm just I'm trying to look at this and talk at the same time, and it's very hard for me. Okay. Um. So Tracy, you picked Valeria, Card Kingdom, Splendor, and S- Legendary Civil War. Interesting. Yeah. So what do you think now about that? What, whether they still hold true? <laughs> um, I would say... That's not what I was saying. I said that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think that is wonderful. No. Yeah. Um, I would say Valeria Card Kingdoms we still brought to the table this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that game. What are there? Several expansions to it. We have one of them. Well, I think there's only like three now or something like well, that. That would be several. There's yeah. there's a few tiny ones that just like add yeah. one or two, and I know they put out like fire and ice or something. Yeah, or something. Like, yeah, yeah, something like that. But yeah, I, I don't, don't know. Really I really like that game. I I think that was a good choice last year, mm-hmm. and um, I still really like Splendor, even if Dan is gonna flip the table if we ever play it with him. <laughs> Uh, that was one game that we would have liked the expansion for when we went to Gen Con. Yeah. The, what, Cities of Splendor? Yeah. I think that's what that's one of them that I'm actually very disappointed that we never got. And that's my fault. Yep. Um, yep, maybe. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then Legendary Civil War, to be honest with you, I don't think we've played it this year. We. If we have, obviously, I don't remember. Um, I think it's a good game. I don't know that I... I don't know. It's just the expansion, right? Like it's one of the yeah, it's one of the expansions. packs of the game. I yeah, well, I think Tracy was having a, t- a tough time picking three, so I think she just went with that. But she's, I think you're always big into legendary, mm-hmm. regardless of what you play. Yeah, and it's, a, I mean, it's a good. It was a good one then. I, I don't know why I have that on my list. So uh, let's scratch that. No, I'm not scratching it because it's written in history. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, it's a good game. I, it's not one of my top this year. It yeah. wouldn't be. Yeah, exactly. How about you, Kurt? Let me let me grab this, and I'll ask you. <laughs> okay? Yep. Okay. For your top three. Yes. Let's talk about you. Yay. Your top three I'm games. I'm a Virgo. I was born. No. You're a Leo. I know. Okay. Um, you picked CV. Hate it. Also Ooh. Valeria Card hate Kingdoms. Nope, he's it. just being. An, yeah. He's just burn, being all, burn all these games and Splendor. Splendor. Nah. I'm seeing a theme okay. here. You couldn't think for yourself. I, uh, I couldn't think of just it kidding. myself. Yep. Just kidding. That must have been it. Okay, so so how do they rate? How do this? they rate? I still very much love all of these games. I wish we would play Splendor more, just because. I don't know it's just one of those games that even though it's got a, it actually has more strategy than it would seem. It's still very easy to kind of pull out and play. So, yeah. No, I really like all of them. And I I, I don't think we played CV as much this year as we did last year, but I'd like to but play that have. more. Yep. And I like that Logan loves it, too. That's always That always makes me... I was kicking his butt him. the last time, so he dropped on me. <laughs> that must have been it. <laughs> no, he did. Oh, he was really? like, I'm done playing this. Oh, seriously? Yeah, I was smoking him. Nice. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, he's a kid. Most kids hate when they don't win it. They hate anyway. it when their mom is so good at the game. That's I'm true. Just yep. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, you were really, you were really like cocking off to him though too. You're like, boo! 
Boom! Yeah. Four he, smiley faces. Boom! <laughs> the wild guys with the weird hats. He was rolling a lot of um, bad luck. Was he? Yeah. yeah. Oh, hey. That's life, man. And then he was like, ah, and he flipped the table just like Dan does when he plays Splendor. <laughs> we, we actually did CV not too long ago, and I rolled like the three frowns like three times in a row. I'm like, life is literally being stripped away from my dude. <laughs> I know. That's what he was doing the entire time we were playing it. So I think that's why he was like, I don't want to play this anymore. And I'm like, God, wait until you become an adult and life becomes real for you. Uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, right? You're like, you think this game is bad. Man, I got stories. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, wait until you get a cracked windshield and like And you can't and you can't buy that hot Hogwarts battle expansion you've always wanted. Life is rough, man. I want that so bad. Okay. Okay. Alright. So I think that's enough of that. Because that yeah. was fun, right guys? Yeah. Right. Okay, so let's get into our let's get into our top five of twenty seventeen. I'll start. Whoa, that was really high-pitched Mickey Mouse. <laughs> thank, this, you, thank you, Mickey. This is the MFG cast. <laughs> See, I, I practice, too, in different voices. This is the MFG cast. Boop, beep, boop. God. All right. <laughs> Are you okay, man? Do I have to, do I have to go, like, medical? <laughs> I'm having a stroke. Can you send somebody over here really fast? Mm. We're upstairs. Yep. <laughs> All right, so my number five was a game that we'd kind of heard about in passing quite a bit, but um, did anybody else? Say, did you put this on your list? Nope. You didn't. Okay, good. All right, so I just wanted to make sure I didn't. I wasn't ruining it right away. But um, it's one of those games that I had heard a lot about, but it seemed like a lot of work. I like games, but sometimes having a lot of work in games doesn't sound like a lot of fun, but... This is one of the, well, for me, it's one of the first card craft card crafting games that I'd ever heard of. So we were able to play Mystic Veil from AEG, and I didn't know what to expect, actually. You know, I saw that they, you know, the cards were long and didn't have a lot on some of them, and I was like, this is weird. Why would I have just something on the top? And then didn't realize that, yeah, you're actually putting these sleeves together, and as you buy different upgrades or whatever to your cards you can put them in with the other things and you can you know get god why am i having already having a tough time and i did my research and everything and i'm already having a tough time you want me to help you yes maybe we shouldn't stare at him just cover your eyes you're alone (laughs) i'll pretend i'm in the shower no um (laughs) go ahead oh you want me to what do you want me to tell tell you about the game or i don't know yeah go ahead uh, you place the card. You place the cards in the sleeves, and then you use them to. Um, they're modifiers, right? Yeah, they're modifiers. Like you can actually. Would you yeah. call it the birth of the card crafting system? Yeah, I would think so. Did he? And it's kind of, and it's a push your luck game too, where you're not, you're trying not to get as many. Uh, what do they call that? What's the red trees called? It's called. Uh, I'm trying to find the game. It's That's why I'm kind of wandering around. I put it right here, so I could right easily reach oh, it. Oh, and then no, <laughs> don't drop any no. games. Here, let me just glance quick, and then I can. No, real quick, because you said like the birth of the card crafting. Do you remember games. Cthulhu? Uh, not Cthulhu. Um, Gloom. It had the things where you can actually put modifiers oh. over there. I think Gloom was the first. Nice. Snap. <laughs> well, that's like, good. No, but they didn't have sleeves. It's 
Yeah, and that's like, why I, I reference it as like my first yeah. introduction into it because I never played Gloom, unfortunately. Yeah. I'm 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 just um I'm I'm uh, pooping on Dan's hole like oh it's the birth of the card crafting. It's like, well, <laughs> savor this moment. Gloom. Kim just schooled me in gaming history. Kinda. Oh my god, like are pigs flying? Like, Go write this in your happen? diary right now. Yeah, this is historic right here. Write it in pen so it never gets erased. <laughs> okay. So if you want to use the correct technical terms, you um, yeah, basically I'll, you want to I talk now. It, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So basically, you're getting you're getting advan- advancements to use your powerful abilities and stuff like that. It's weird because it's got it. It has this this theme on it where it's like kind of like fantasy, you know, and it's like it's got a you know it's a, a curse placed on the value of life, you know, and stuff like that. But like. I think it's kind of pasted on. I don't. I don't think it's a. I don't think you really need to worry about the theme. It's basically you're card crafting, you're getting victory points, you're using the advancements and stuff like that to when you're doing the um, put, press your luck and stuff like that. You're trying to see how far you can go to get you know more points to spend, but also to use to buy like um, what are the what are the cards that you can buy that help out like the other ones that are not the advancements it's I'm the I'm just uh, looking them up quick I was trying to be quiet but I can't um, the veil cards yep like the veil cards will help you get stuff too but you actually need icons which are the spirit symbols and stuff like that which help you get uh, different things but you when you're doing it you have these uh, yellow symbols that have a red tree on it and they're decay symbols and if you get three of them or if you get more than three of them, basically you are out that round and you lose all those symbols that you can use and stuff like that. Well, you, well I was just curious, like, because when you said the theme was pasted on, do you think it was kind of like they figured this thing would kind of go big and they wanted to give it some type of theme in a world so the expansions are like, yeah, look, it's new spirits invading and, oh, here's these forces from this other dimension. like Yeah, and that's totally what it is. Like, the art is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we bought the expansion, the Veil, t- Veil to the Wild, and like, and it always gets picked on. It's always like, there's always going to be Veil in the expansion. They can't just do something else. You know, it's like. Which makes sense because they're, you're, um, you're boosting up your cards to get more points to get to purchase these Veil cards, which will help you hopefully or ultimately win. Yeah. When you run out of the, or when you collect enough victory points and stuff like that. Yeah. Towards yeah. the end. Yeah, exactly. But it, so it makes sense. But yeah, it's cool because then you have these green um, uh, trees. green trees that help negate the the negative red. So then eventually you can sleeve these cards and they have the three spots. They have a top, a middle, and a bottom. So then when you're putting out the advancements and the, and the veil cards on the board, there's only so many out there. So, you know, if you're looking for a top, then you're like, oh, crap, I can't get a top yet. So then you're like, you can get like your... Uh, What's that card that is the one you buy for two that you can just get out of? Fertile soil? Yeah, fertile soil. So you can get that to kind of get yourself going so it's a low cost. So then you can have at least something. But as you get towards the end of the game, you find out that it's like, okay, I'm sleeving all these cards. And then, you know, some of them you might be getting rid of and stuff like that, depending upon certain abilities. Some other abilities boost up things. But it's like, you have to realize it's like, okay, do I... Do I know that there, you know, we just got rid of a lot of the tops here, so I'm not going to be able to craft on the top of these cards because I, I, you know, there's so many that have been purchased or you know put you know put put away you know and stuff like that. So, it's a, it's an interesting concept. I, 
it's weird because when I first saw it, when I first saw a video on it, I was like, this does not sound like a lot of fun, but it is, it is a lot of fun, you know? And again, like I said before, I don't, I don't think, I think you can put any theme on this, but you know, just the fact that they, you know, put like a fantasy theme on it, of course I was pulled in, you know, it's like, okay, anything, anything theme, anything fantasy theme I'm in. As long as it's, you know, got good mechanics to it. Well, and they're kind of going for that nature aspect, too, with the DK and the trees and the, um, all that kind of stuff, too. Yeah, exactly. So. It's basically, it's basically your land is being attacked and you're trying to, you know, keep it thriving, basically. So. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of cool. At least if it's fantasy-based, it's, like, all druid-based instead of just, like, everything under the sun fantasy. Yeah, you know, they yep. give exactly. it like at least like one of its own corner of the world and everything. Yeah, and how many how many games do you know that have a druid theme? <laughs> how uh, many people do I, you know that know what a druid is? It is. I want to see this card crafting thing because like you know they did that same thing in Custom Heroes. I want to see this in like some type of like car racing combat game where like you got your car and then you slide in armor plates and now they're on the side of the car. And then, like, machine guns in the front or something. Like, that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. And it's the same, yeah. And Custom Custom Heroes is the same company. So, obviously, they they like the concept. So, you know, it could be something where they could, you know. There you go, Dan. Make that up. Send it to AG so you can make lots of money and we can have a sponsor. All right, Tracy, what about your number five? Well, I'm frantically looking around for the game I picked for number five. Because um, it has been a little bit since we play, <laughs> played it, so I'm like, ah. um, number for my number five, I picked Oceanos. What's it by? It's by Yellow Games. Oh, it's by Yellow Games. <laughs> this is a really um, interesting concept and um, kind of a cool looking game. I thought um, I had heard nothing about it except for um, our friend Taco had reviewed it, I think, and that's kind of where we heard about it. Um, basically, you start with a submarine, and um, you kind of upgrade submarines to store a certain number of animals in the main sector of the submarine, or have a certain number of guys. Certain number of animals um, that you can keep in your aquarium. Certain number of divers certain number i mean there's different aspects of it and it gets you more points along the way so basically what the game is you kind of build an ocean scene in front of you where you can depending on how many animals that you can keep in your submarine is it a submarine yep i keep saying that okay sure is one of your cards have a jellyfish on it or something like that and then as you go along you kind of build this beautiful scene with coral or uh, animals or... Yeah, so with the animals, you, you know, you have to have different animals to get the points. So if, if your submarine holds eight, then you can hold eight animals, but they have to be different, different animals. Different types. Yep. yep. And with the coral, like the coral have to be... Within all connected. A, yep, all connected within a, within a section to score and whatever your most coral spot is you get more points there yep um you have the ability to die for treasures um there's also these these red eyes on there so whoever in as you go across i think you build a certain number of cards across three rounds um you build a certain number of cards across and then some cards have these red kraken eyes 
And whoever has the most Kraken eyes, because those are the cards that are better, they may lose points throughout the rounds. And then you can choose to upgrade parts of your submarine if you have certain characteristics on these cards. And it just creates this like beautiful blue like ocean scene mm-hmm. as you're going throughout, throughout the game. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was really cool. And I don't think it's just like a kid game because there's a lot of strategy when it comes to how you want to build it and what you want to kind of aim for with collecting coral or animals or if you're going to dive for gold or treasure or whatever and yep, you can upgrade how many cards you get during yep. a round and stuff like that yep have you guys played this game i've seen it um because a few uh yellow games i've uh played i was surprised mm-hmm. at how i would like them because they do look like they're for little kids they do but yeah. when you play them you're actually I don't know, you, I, like the artwork would seem like it's childish, but when you play it, like the the gameplay is stable. It's not like, you know, it it it, it kind of seems where if little kids do play it, they would kind of have to like. Yeah, like, know. like it's kind of weird. Like yellow games, like I don't know who their artist is, but you can always kind of peg their games out when you see them. Yeah. I was gonna say it's like they're also like a publisher that I don't think I played anything by Yellow that I'm like, uh, this is okay or this sucks. You know, like, um, we just got Kamigawa not too long ago, and that game is fantastic. Yeah. I was just going to say that I feel like the more the the more we do this podcast, the more I talk about, like, I think that Yellow is, like, up up, up there is, like, one of my favorite game companies. Because just everything I see and everything I've ever played by them, I'm like, they just know what they're doing. Well, and they're, I think that um, the games that we have by them are just, like, bright and vibrant yeah. games. Yep. Like, between that and... Why can't I think of what the game is right now? The one we bought at Gen Con the, the last time we were there. We had demoed it, and then we ended up buying Medieval Academy. Yeah. very Like you, you said, you can kind of peg it as a yellow game, but that's very... I mean, it has their col- kind of their colors and their characteristics of a yellow game, too. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah. Big Book of Band, the same thing. You like... Yeah. Yeah, it's just... It's crazy. Like, yeah, and like king of tokyo and stuff like that it's just one of those things where it just when like for me like when i see a yellow game i'm like i'm already like wow this is that looks cool i want to play that you know but yeah no like with with yellow games like yeah again it's just like every time i play a game just like dan said i'm just i'm never disappointed i'm i've never been disappointed with Mm -hmm. a yellow game what's funny is we had to actually convince logan to play this game but then once he played it he was like ooh. He, he liked the concept because the submarines, they come apart like big puzzle pieces. So you have the front end, the back end, the top, and then the middle section, and you exchange them as you upgrade them. So it's really cool. I think it's maybe four players or something. And isn't there a, isn't the guy who created it, isn't he like a well-known? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's my number five. Sorry. That was a little. How about you, Kim? What's your <laughs> oh, number five? Okay. So, my number five is set in the world of the Cthulhu mythos. It is the Arkham Horror uh, TCG. And I mix a little of the Mansions of Madness. I haven't really been into the Cthulhu's. Like, I, I never really knew what it was until I got into board gaming, which is so weird. But I've seen it around and I decided to pick it up. 
I like the story. The story is really good, and they, they do, like, a lot of details with their stories. And it does keep you, like, engaged with, like, wanting to see what happens next. I have to say, I think I really like it because it's also not easy to play. It is really hard. Because we did the first thing for the TCG, and the last end guy, he was just unbeatable. Oh, yeah. We could not kill him at all. And there, there is an option where, depending on if you beat him or not, this happens. I'm like, yeah, I doubt many people even beat him <laughs> in the first go-around. Yeah, it's like, um, I gotta admit, like, the card game has some interesting elements where the story will evolve and you actually kind of get more or less a character sheet. And it's like, oh, okay, at the, like, you know, without ruining anything, it's like, uh, here, we'll make it as if it was Arrested Development, the card game, <laughs> where it's like, uh, the banana stand burned down. Like, George Michael Sr. is still in jail. Like, it'll give you these, like, little tag things to put on your character sheet that will actually matter later on in the story which is pretty damn cool for a card game you know it kind of reminds me too of the pathfinder card game where you have locations that you go at the only difference is each location doesn't have a deck but you will flip over the mythos deck yeah which could either give you penalties because like just certain things happen around you or you actually get monsters that spawn in certain locations or close to you. And then... I will say this. Uh, the thing I like about it over the Pathfinder card game is my character isn't like, oh, sorry, I can't pick up this crowbar. I guess it's lost forever. Yeah, you have your own individual... <laughs> yeah, why wouldn't you be able to pick decks. up a, cr- a crowbar? Come on, anybody can pick yeah. up a crowbar. Got a, pull- got a healing potion here. Whoops, I dropped it. <laughs> yeah, like giving it to each other. Um... But, like, with the Mansions of Madness, I do like it how you can play it first, uh, one player. Same thing with the TCG. You can actually play it one player. Uh, but with the Mansions of Madness, you have that... It's it's not going to be the same exact thing that you play it, say, if you replay the, the first chapter. Because there's a little bit of hints of uh, a difference, which I kind of like. That's about um, I'm going to add on to uh, Kim's, actually. We actually bought Arkham Horror, the card game, too. And we got it this year, and we haven't played it very much, I think. maybe Once. Once, maybe, yeah. So it probably actually would be on our list, but we just, it kind of got by the wayside, unfortunately. When we first played it, I really dug it. Because, I, I don't know, I love games like that, you know, especially in a card game. Like, if you put anything like that in a card game, I'm, I'm for it, you know. But unfortunately, we were only to play it once, so I didn't want to put that on any lists. So, all right, Dan, what's your f- number number five? We should do an in-depth look at that in the near future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and we have to actually note spoiler warning if anything. Yeah, true. Never. <laughs> we have to. <laughs> and then Dan, what is your uh, top fifth game? Uh, my number five is higher on somebody else's list, so I'm just going to sit by this window and enjoy the colors. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, oh, old, I see what you did there. The old trope. All right. Uh, somebody else do a number four. I'll do a number four. All right, Kim. What is your number four? And I will, I will need help with Dan because I still can, even though I've been gaming for, what, like four years we've been mm-hmm. gaming? I still consider myself a noob, 
because game mechanics and how to play and rules and stuff like that, I cannot contain that. Like, the things I remember are lyrics to songs, stuff that happens in anime, movies. Yeah, Studio Ghibli. Studio Ghibli. <laughs> like, I can't... I love playing them. It's just, for some reason, I can't retain that information. But the fourth one would have to be the Great Western Trail. Um, it It's very beautiful. And you take a look at it, and you're like, oh my god, what the, how the hell do I play this game? <laughs> it's, um... It, and you know what's actually funny? It reminds me of, like, the... It's weird. It reminds me of, like, Candyland. What? Well, no. <laughs> In the fact that... So relatable. I bet you they're the same. <laughs> I think it's the same designer, actually. No. And the fact that... You have one continuous trail that you got to go through. Except in Great Western Trail, you have splitting trails, so you don't. No, I'm saying, like, you can't go back. <laughs> oh, then... yeah. Okay, so you must always go forward. Yeah, you can only go forward. You can't go back. So Candyland, you trail... can go back. Can you? <laughs> no, it's, not, it's not a good comparison, Kim. Because Candyland, you get sent back, yeah. Don't you? No one told me that. Yeah, you can get sent back to one of the other candy spots with like King Candy and these other yeah. people. And but you just, can go you forward. You get sent back? Yeah, because they have the, the icons with like, oh. Uh, uh, we're going to have to send her Candyland. Yeah, we should. And we could play Drunk Candyland. We did that a long time me. ago. Don't play Drunk Candyland. It's the worst. Especially if you Somebody land on a Somebody taught me Candyland wrong. Oh, man. Well, supposedly, okay, I, I was taught Hopscotch wrong, too. Because oh, Dan man. was telling me how I played hopscotch wrong. She didn't like, know about the beanbag. There's no beanbag in hopscotch, but I was taught. Look at Tracy's face. Clearly there is. <laughs> Whoa. Do you start in the middle Kurt. or something and then go <laughs> forward and no, back? No, you, right? you just, you know, go follow the Let's numbers. Let's see if I'm right. And then go what do you back. do with the beanbag? It's your turn. You, you throw it, you throw it on a do? spot and you call it and you go go to that spot, pick up the beanbag and come back. Wow, that... Sounds exactly like what I said. It sounds like there's a, there's a bunch of old dudes in this podcast. Back in my day, we had little beanbags that we threw in the number what? nine spot. What's and a beanbag? Yeah. And then we did a little twirl when we picked it up. <laughs> I retract my statement. Um, <laughs> We're keeping it all in there. Just kidding. It's, Just kidding. No, Sorry. Even, okay. I don't care. I apologize um, in advance for this editing nightmare. Yeah. Oh, poor thing. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> With the fact that you can you can't move back, you can only move ahead. You kind of have to plan a couple of turns ahead, uh, which I like and dislike a little because I'm not good with planning ahead with stuff. But also, I I like the fact that the resources they never really go to waste. Usually, sometimes most games you play resources like oh I have a whole bunch of this left over because you can like sell the cattle's. Yeah, it's like... And the meat and all that. It's so weird, because the game is like a little bit deck builder, a little bit management of hands. Like, a lot of places let you exchange things, or like, like give this cattle for this thing, or stuff like that. And then the whole thing is about getting a valuable herd, where everyone wants different cows. Nobody wants to get one shipment of all the same cow. And Wait a like minute. So did you say that it, this game is hand management, but then a management of hands? Did you literally <laughs> just say that? Um... <laughs> Maybe I meant to say management of herds. Nice. Because it's like, that was awesome. It's like a little bit, it's weird because it's like deck builder, but then also hand management. So it's like, it's an interesting fuse of the two. And um, 
What would you say is one of the greatest aspects of this game? Oh, the greatest thing about this game. Wait, does Tracy have it? <laughs> yes. I do. The greatest thing about this game um, is that one of Dan's favorite people designed Ooh. it. <laughs> did I get it? Did I get it? Yes, yes, you did. And the only reason why I know is because I wanted to look to see what it looked like. And I pointed to Kurt and I went, (laughs) (laughs) Because if you have this game, then that means you're a fisty. That's right. You are. (laughs) And it's funny because, like, I I, I probably. uh, Nah, he loves it. Uh, He probably doesn't even understand what we're trying to get with there. So it doesn't matter. But I. Holy game. It's funny because I feel like that's a theme that doesn't get used that often. It doesn't seem like there's that many Western themes in games. Actually, well, there's a lot of, like, they have, like, the, what's that Western dice game? That's the thing. Most of the Western themes are, we're going to have a shootout in front of the saloon. Yeah, a lot of it's a shootout, like, flick them up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's like, this is a Western game where there's zero guns. Well, actually, no. There's another one. Like, Bang. Bang's another one. Really? Well, you still people and no, yeah. you 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 basically you're building your saloon and then you, there are people that probably like murderers that are yeah, hanging saying, out yeah. in your place. But you, you get thugs killed. and murderers and arsonists in your place. Yeah. But besides that, yeah. I don't know. the West was not kind. This this looks like a cool looking game. It looks very um, intimidating. It does. Uh, oh, when you yeah, like I said, if you look at it, you're like yeah. Oh, this and it was uh, part of the great designer series from stronghold too yeah like it it's came out around the same time as terraforming mars i think terraforming mars got the nod and like more longevity but this one is also a top-notch title this is also a type of game where you watch a video for it because your brain might explode if you read the rule book yeah (laughs) okay that's why i was just gonna ask i was gonna say is this a is this gonna be a thing that's hard to teach or your first game is gonna be rough and then you're gonna learn a lot and then your second approach is going to go a lot smoother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when, you, when you, the second time you play it, you're like, I got this. You know what to do. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting to the point, too, where, like, with involved games and stuff like that. Because I was just referencing, I'm like, I really want to play Lagrania again. But it's like, we, it takes it takes a bit to get to it, you know? It takes a bit to get to it. And, like, we'd have to relearn it because we haven't played it in so long. But I want to play it! I was listening to one of our old episodes recently where you were busting my chops, re- like, relentlessly about not playing that one yet. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Have you played it yet? Uh, we indeed have. And I remember when we told Kurt that we did, he, like, lost his mind. Yeah. I was like, yay, they did it. All right, so, Kurt, I'm going to give you my number four super quick. Century Spice Road. Oh, uh, that was one of our, we want this game. <laughs> that's his one. splendor. That's the thing. Should it's, we uh, go and buy it Century today? Spice Road. <laughs> <laughs> Century Spice Road was dubbed the uh, the Splendor Killer. Now that Cities of Splendor is out, it's kind of hard to see if it'll still make that title or not. But I kind of dig it. I like the I like the fact that the cards are reminiscent of Concordia, where you're playing the cards for the actions, but you can't keep doing the same thing. You got to like take a turn to do a refresh. And the other thing I like in this game too is um, I and it's kind of funny. I think this is like what drives me nuts in like a lot of deck builders and Splendor and all these other things. Well, I don't know what to take. I might as well take that card. And then the card that comes off the top of the deck is awesome. And you're like, sweet, great, cool. I just handed you three points in the mine that I really wanted. Enjoy! And you feel like a jerk. In Century Spice Road, if that new card that comes out is awesome, someone's going to have to pay a lot to get it. It's not like they get, like, it's not 
that the card has an assigned value. It's where it is in the buying row is the value. Interesting. So cards that have been around for a long time are going to not only cost like cost less, but there'll be things on top of them because people keep buying the earlier stuff and they're like, here's more spice, here's more spice. So that's pretty cool. I love that the game is has a ridiculous uh, like insert and everything with the little bowls and cups and everything ready to go. I'm like, I didn't have to do anything to get ready to play. It's already organized. Awesome. So they have those cool bowls in there? Indeed they do. Oh. And the Sold. fact that the cards are like borderline tarot size is really, really sweet. I like that a lot. That's cool. Um, even the fact like metal coins inside the box, unnecessary, but definitely bumps up the value. Yeah, who doesn't like shiny? I mean, come on. Yeah. And uh, I've, I played it about like... Uh, I on a on a quick side note, I tanked at my ten by ten challenge this year, but I did play this game over ten times. Nice. So, do you think that you grabbed a good strategy now that you've played it that many times? That's the other thing I like about it too. You can't really pre-strategize. Like, you can't be like, "Oh man, I'm gonna go for all the yellow." It's like you got to adapt to what the market is, and that's another thing that makes it pretty fun too. That's cool. So that gives it a little bit more replayability. Then, that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's definitely a, a sweet title for that. Very cool. Well, my number four is higher up on somebody else's list, so I'm going to stare at this light bulb and consider my future. (laughs) (laughs) And my number four is higher on somebody else's list, too. So I am literally going to go take a nap because it is going to be quite a while before we talk about my number four. (laughs) So we are really going places here, folks. It's like a room full of Eric Summers. That's right. Yeah. That's right. All right. Well, let's start with number three. And Tracy, why don't you go first with your number three? Because my number three is your number four. Correct. Ta-da. See what we did there, folks? Okay. My number three is Hanshu. Hanshu. This is a beautimous game, folks. Um, it is like a little tiny game by Renegade Games. Mm-hmm. A game I think Kim would think was beautiful, but she's not sitting there right now (laughs) kind of reminds me a little bit of well it has some aspects of king domino i think that's my opinion but um basically in hanshu you want to um it goes over 12 rounds i think for a two-player game we've never played it any more than um two people but basically have you ever seen this game dan yeah i got to play it recently oh you Um, did like your guys post of just how the game looked i'm like i need to play this it's a pretty now. game on each of the pieces of the game there's forests and lakes and city blocks and you have to kind of be the one who gets the most of those areas while you build the each of the cards have numbers on them too so whoever has the highest numbered card when they decide they want to potentially lay that card down if that makes sense they get for a two-player game they get to pick between um, the two, the card, like let's say I put a card with an 18 down and Kurt put a card with a 12 down and then we have two flip down cards. Because I played an 18 and he played a 12, I can decide whether I want the two cards that, that we put face down or I can pick the two out of the generic stack or the yep. community pile or yep. whatever. And then basically what you want to do is you have to cover up a square on your other card, but you want to um, have a consecutive line of town, part of the city or the forest or however you want to do it. 
But on the cards, too, are pieces to collect resources. So there's um, water and wood and gold and concrete or something like that. I'm totally going to be wrong on what what they are. But they start um, and then um, they start as that on the pieces. And then as you go, then they um, basically convert to other yeah, like you get like little refinement yeah. sensors, I think, right? That yep. you move the good to. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And so after twelve rounds, then you're done, and you go and start tabulating who has the most. Like for like the biggest points. forest, you know, you get points for that. You get your points for your resources, depending upon how many flowers are on that. And what did you call? What was that? That refinement. Thing? The refinement center. There's Plus, what. Yeah, like the yeah, like the processing plants or such, and I think there's like bonus scoring cards too, right? Like little variable scoring cards that you can use in the game. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. For sure. And like e- even like this is something that that Tracy left out, but it, I mean, it kind of enhances a little bit too. So if you if you have uh, cards that have these resource symbols on them too, when you're laying down your numbers, it and it jacks up the number. So say you have a card that's a number 12, but then you have a resource that's on that card that you put down that jacks it up by, like, I think 50 points or something like that. I can't remember the exact number. So then it would take a card that's number 12 and make it a, a 62, and that would, you know, make Yeah, which is amazing. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, you're just, you're, you know, making your own map and stuff like that, and you're trying to build your cities, your forest, your resource centers, um, lakes, because if you, I think you have to put have at least three or more lakes together to score mm-hmm. points there. But you get more points for lakes, so there's a benefit of having that. But each time you play the game, you can always have a different strategy. Because well, I've I've tried to do that each time I play the game because I've tried to do the lakes, or I've tried to acquire a lot of forest space, or I've tried to do you know, a lot of the city block or whatever. But then they also throw in the kicker of, like, this desert-looking, like, yellow sand where it really doesn't count for anything. And so you you don't really want that because it kind of clutters up your city or your area. So it's, it's a cool game because it's, like, such a small box. It doesn't really look like there's much to it, but there's a lot of cards. There's a lot of... Um, they use wooden resources... Um, your scoring's in there and everything, and it, it's a cool, fun game. Yeah, yeah, it's a light game, but it's got a lot of strategy to it, and it's, it's yeah, it's a lot in a little little box, which is awesome. Yeah, so that's I my... I say, it's like, oh. never since, like, oh my goodness, did I see so much game in such a small box, mm-hmm. like... Yeah, and As it's... soon as I was done my first play, I was like, can we do this again, like, right now, please, because I, I want to see what I can change up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and we've talked about that before. It's cool to find games like that where it's just, you know, it automatically makes you want to play it again so you can be like, okay, now what can I do? You know? Well, because we didn't know anything about it. You bought it for me for, I don't know, Mother's Day or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we thought we'd give it a shot. And sometimes those are the best games to get. So that's my number three. That's your number four? Correct. Right? Okay. And my number three is, uh, is higher up on someone else's list. So... I will fart. I don't know. You're going to fart. Yep. <laughs> I couldn't think of a good cool, cool, okay. cool what else like my game master say. of improv and segue. I am. Wow. I'm the best. So, uh, Kim, what about your number three? Is it higher on somebody else's list? No, number three I don't think is on anyone's list, so I can probably talk about it. 
This one is also, you can play it by yourself. And I liked it. I tried it for the first time. And it actually helped me strategize on my next games, especially when I'm playing with him. Because with him, he just, like, dominates in most games. Except for dexterity games. And games that I play against you. But continue. No. I uh, I picked for number three, Feast for Odin. This is another game that I've been wanting to play that have I have not played. It is actually very heavy. And Dan actually got me through the rule book. Because I tried to learn it, and it was just a pain. I couldn't. Each round has 14 steps. Oh, Holy my smokes. gosh. Okay, so maybe I don't want to play this game. <laughs> it's, uh, so it's weird. It, it's almost as if it has a game within a game, kind of, where you have this board with these, like, slots that you put your goods in, and your goods are, like, Tetris pieces. So they would be shaped differently, and you gotta place them on there. You get penalties if you don't if you have like holes missing, right? Yeah, like, like there's all these open spaces that give penalties. Yeah. But and if like there's colors that are attached to colors, like green attached to green, was it? Yeah, like you cannot have green like green attached to green. You gotta like mix up your colors. There's mm-hmm. there's like uh, icons on your boards that if you cover them up, that resource is lost. But if you have it become part of your Tetris puzzle. You start generating those things. Yeah. like, And it is a Euro with dice. You actually have to roll some dice. What is it, when you're hunting? Hunting, when you go on the ships and everything. Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. There's like then there's so much to do. It's not like your options are limited. There's a lot of things that you can go for. And so like when we play it, we'll have it where he goes somewhere that I wanted to. So it's good to kind of have, like, that second option when you're placing your guys. Nice. But, yeah. And, and it actually does really well one player. I yeah. Have to say. The fact that, like, um, there's a dice modifier. Like, some people really hate that. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Like, just to see a Euro game with a D8 and a D12, I'm like, it's different. Like, if it was a D6, I'd probably be mad. Mm-hmm. But at least it's, like, embracing something different. And you really do feel like you're Vikings because you're plummeting. Like, you're getting a lot of treasures and stuff. Yeah, like looting, raiding. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it seems like, I mean, there's a lot to this game. Holy crap, Ola. And it's got it's got a hefty price to it. Is it. Did you guys get it for the retail, or did you a get a good deal? Under. We got it for, like, about 20% off. Okay. Yeah, so this game is, it's, you, you're going to really want this game if you're going to buy it, because that's, that's, that's a lot to it, and it's, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a decent amount of money. Yeah, it, it falls under that UA big box, big price tag game, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, a little regrettable, but. Well, it looks like people really like it. Holy bananas. Speaking of games that people really like, I'm currently trying to get him to swipe right to uh, one one click purchase Honshu on Amazon. <laughs> but for some reason, she is being resistant. <laughs> I have been oblivious because he's just showing me. I'm like, yeah, I'm, do it, but. I'm doing this to let you know. <laughs> I'm not allowed to buy any more games, but Kim is. <laughs> it's oh, so funny. Yeah. We're so good at selling games, we're selling them to ourselves. So you played it, but I, you don't own it. That is correct. Oh. And now we, we do it, now. Incorrect now. Because Kim now you hit do. the button. I couldn't stop her. She's, yeah. she's an animal. Settle I'm down, Kim. <laughs> Settle down. I recognize it. And I'm not gonna fix it. God, just talking to you guys about it made me go, yeah, I, I got it, I got it. Yeah, yeah. And it, and it's it's not like it's expensive. How much did like you that. get it for so that we can advertise for them? 
20 on Amazon, which you can go through if you go to mfgcast.com and then click the Amazon links. It's available right there. That's right. Pretty good. A little, ooh, ooh. little bit comes to us, which we need for all these for, for all, all of these our games. games. Yep, exactly. <laughs> right. Sweet. All right, Dan. What about your number three, sir? Uh, my number three is a gift from the gods themselves, because it is Santorini. Mm. It's uh. a yeah, I know. Tracy's number two hundred and ninety three thousand of the year. But <laughs> I just I haven't decided you know, it's, yet. It's, it's I love like the puzzle. I love the fact that you're manipulating all these powers to actively like try to work against each other. It's a two player abstract that just fits in so well. And I love like just like that little game of like, all right. If you get to level two, then you get this ability. So how can I stop you from doing your thing while exploiting mine? And just like even like the fact that it introduces new wind conditions, the little golden fleece expansion opens up a lot. You know, because you're like, oh, I got to get a guy to level three tower. How hard can this be? And then after like 10 games of it, you're like, why can't I win? Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> but just the fact that like they even got like the Medusa where it's like if your worker ends next to your opponent's worker you turn them to stone and um Hecate who runs around with like uh her workers being invisible and all these like you know just for like I said for the what the puzzle is they put a lot of idea into it and uh, I'm really impressed with it I love Santorini plus it looks adorable on the table like when you if you play this somewhere, people walk by and they actually, it's one of those games they stop and look. Like, I haven't had a visual game like that since Medina, where you build up the city. Oh, yeah. So I really enjoy that part. <laughs> and they have it on Tabletopia, too, now, so. Yeah. It looks beautiful. Where I'm going to start whooping Kurt religiously in it. Yeah. Well, I haven't <laughs> yeah, won. You will. I haven't won yet, so. Yeah, you did. Oh, did I win? You, uh, you, I'll keep that um, going. you won at the very end. Oh, that's right. I won my last I'm game. Not, I'm not, I'm going to admit five. it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he wasn't doing so swell. <laughs> it's his favorite game, by the way. No. So, yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for him to respond. It's Kurt's second favorite game. Everything else is first. That's right. <laughs> yes. True. So, what about you, Tracy? What's your number three? Oh, I already talked about it. Oh, never mind. Kurt. Sorry. You just bought it, uh, remember? Sorry. You're not I'm, paying attention. Because I, I already bought it. I, I thought it was her number two, because I already bought it. Yep. So, so, now we're actually on to number two. Number <laughs> two. Uh, I'll go first. Um, this is a game that Dan won't shut up about, but um, I didn't. I'm glad. I'm glad that he this didn't. Awesome. Be, yeah, it is a really good game, and it's, this is Port Rail. Fisty's stand proud. Stand proud. Man, I am having a stroke. Somebody, he's, me a while, he's, so. Do you smell toast? <laughs> I do. Do you taste it? I smell okay. toast with butter. Um, but this is a, it's. We've talked about this. I mean, game so much that if you don't know about it by now, I mean, shame on you. But it's it's another one of those games that we talked about, like, it has so much game in a box. You know, it's almost, to me, it's almost like a Euro card game to me. It's, it you know, it's got your, you know, your your characters, it's got your your purchasing power, it's got a lot more to every every card um, it's a fun little push your luck game, um, you know, where you want to try, you know, try to get enough coins, but also you get penalized too if you get too many coins, and you're, you know, solving missions and you know just trying to get enough victory points to, you know, pull out the game. And it's one of those games that you could play 20 times and want to play it again, because it's like 
It's like, shit, you just won that. Okay, let's do it again. You know, it can be like, oh, man, I just, you know, I, I just really killed you, you know, and but, you know, let's play it again to see if you can do any better. And there's a lot, a, a lot of strategy to it. It's just, I don't think, I think that, I think that the, the more we get into gaming and stuff like that, it seems like they're really putting a lot into smaller games, which is cool. I like that. Because not everybody can buy that $80 game with all those gold coins and, you know, and miniatures and stuff like that. So it's nice to have these games that have some replayability. So it's not just, you know, you play it and you go, well, that was a game, you know, and (laughs) we'll probably be talking about a few of those here and here in the future here. But yeah. If the game can be 20 to 30 minutes and made you feel like you made choices and what you did actually had influence, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not like, oh, we could have just rolled a die and found out who won or, you know. I was going to say, like, the other thing I like in Portal too is, like, uh, even if you start getting trounced a little early, like, somebody starts pulling away, you can still kind of catch up, you know? Like, you can pick up a couple of people that can really flip the script, like, in a short time. And if somebody's too focused, it can actually work against them, too. So that's always... It's nice to know, you know, you got to pay attention to state and everyone gets to be involved because everyone can get in on the cards that you flipped over, so... And also, yeah. is it somewhere when you buy cards on somebody else's turn, you give them the money. Yeah. So it's not like it's... There's a chance that, you know, you can still earn a bit of coin even when, uh, you know, it's on your yeah, turn. Even when you, yeah, even when you think you kind of losing out. out. Yeah, exactly. It's it's not like what Dan talked about Splendor. It's, it's a good point, Kim. It's just like, you know, even... Even when it's not your turn, you could, you know, likely get something good. Well, so. that's kind of how I got you in the game, I think. I had two of those. I can't... What is that card, Dan? Where they have to pay... Which one? The, uh... Where they have do? to pay you the card was, that Kim was talking about. The... Oh, uh, well, like, anytime somebody buys during your turn, like, if, You, you uh, get the money. They pay you that's a just coin a, to be able to buy the That's just a rule in the game. Yeah. But, but you're talking. You're the, talking about. A, she's talking about the card where if, it's a person. If you don't, the jester. The jester. Where if you bust, yep. you get a coin. The, you get yeah. 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 And but I had also two of them. One where, isn't there one where um if there's a certain amount of cards on the table, you actually get it no matter whose turn it is. The captain. If there's five cards out, when it's your turn to pick. You oh, when it's your turn to pick. Okay. I don't remember that one. Yeah. But I don't think we we've, we've used that guy <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> but, I got you with the jester, and you were ticked. I think there's. <laughs> I think there's actually a chance that when you play this game, you're not going to see like every everything. No, yeah. like yeah. not everyone is used. Yeah, and right. the and the fact that you use the the cards opposite side for coins, you could lose out on some of the cards that you want, and you would never know it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. True. Unless you're a really really good card counter, and then <clears throat> you should have a awesome job doing. Yeah, then you should be in Vegas. Awesome things. Yeah, yeah, in Vegas. All right, what about your number two, hon? Um, let me look, because I, it's so, it has so much impact on me. Um, <laughs> Harry Potter. Um, this was Kim's last year, mm. um, one of her game picks. Um, Harry Potter, the, what is it? Hogwarts Battle. Hogwarts Battle. Um, we have played this game, I have no idea how many times, but I could probably play this every day. How, what book are you on? Um, we finished the game. Oh, spoilers. Sick burn. Wow. We're, Sick burn in your face. We're up to, what is it, the Goblet of Fire? Yeah. I think yeah. we're up to the Goblet of Fire. We finished it and, and we started over, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Yeah. 
because we're awesomely addicted. <laughs> Love this game. In fact, I've been talking about getting the big box of monsters for months. Not for four months, but four months. <laughs> so, love it. Want some more of it. Obviously, since we started playing it again. Um, in fact, we were at the chiropractor the other day, and I talked her into buying it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, she went and bought it, um, like, the next day. <laughs> yep. I sent her a link to it. I'm like, this is the game we were talking about. And then she messaged me back and said, bought it. <laughs> So, and she's she's not, like, a super giant gamer. Yeah. And this is a game, too, I think, that is... It's a deck-building game, but it's, like, simpler than, a, like, most deck-building games, I think. It is, yet it you need to have strategy, and it as the uh, books progress or the um, each of the individual boxes progress, you get mad because, obviously, they, it gets harder. It gets harder, yeah. And it has a little, a little bit of luck in it, too, because it's like, okay... You know, what kind of bad news is going to come up? Is it going to be something where you get killed and then you have to kind of reset again? Or, you know, is it going to be something where, yeah. you know, it screws up the the um, locations or whatever? You know, you just you just never know. Um, it It's weird because I had so many, like, games I wanted to put on list that I put on and take, took off and stuff like that. And the only reason why I didn't put this on my list is that, I wonder after, even after we play the big box of monsters, if it's going to be something that we play in the future. That's that's where I'm I'm kind of hesitant. I'm like, okay, is this going to? Even though we started playing it again. Yeah, we did, but that how long ago was it that we played it again? I feel well, like maybe a month, uh, month feel, and a half. I feel like it's been a while. <laughs> but so I'm wondering, you know, yeah, so I'm wondering, even like, say we'd never got the big box of monsters, would we bring this to the table again, time after time? I don't know. I do, um, so with the, the fact that you got uh, all those, uh, the villains that you're fighting, mm-hmm. it's not like you know who's going to be going out because it's randomized. Right. Because I know with some of the deck builders you have, like, you, like isn't some of the deck builders you kind of stack it where it's like, oh, okay, I know this guy's next. But with this one, it's like, you could have, you know, um, say like Draco Malfoy come out first before like the... Like any of the other ones. I'm just like a. I know. I know what you're saying though, Kirk. Because like I'm curious about. Could you just keep playing like everything up to book five over and over? Because that's the other thing too. Like the challenge in the game is based on how far you are in the story. So it's like, would you just keep doing book four over and over again, or do you like you know? Because if you have some of the cards from book seven, but not all the cards from book seven, it causes imbalance, etc., etc. Like. I'm curious if there's going to be more stuff for this thing in the pipeline, but it is, what's cool though is every time I do play it, I do have fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm wondering if like playing it as each character will mix it up enough, you know? Yeah. yeah. I'm trying not to spoil it, but the the further you get on, you open up stuff that's exciting. And I'm wondering if that's what happens with the, you know, the book of monsters and then if they could do something else. Like if they kind of open it up a little bit and it's a thing where eventually you can kind of mix those things in and make it, you know, where it's got more playability to it, then then I'm in. You know, if it doesn't, then if it just goes, oh, here's a couple new cards and here's another villain, then I'm like, I don't know. Like it's yeah, like, P.S., here's another book? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's an appendix. Uh, I think every time Kim plays, like when Kim plays, she's like, oh, expelling out 
horse. I'm a wizard. You know, you know, you know what we call the um, lightning bolts? We call them pews in our house. Pews. We're gonna pew that guy. Pews. But no. You're like, oh, I need to destroy this guy. Play these three cards. Pew pew pew. Yeah, we do. We call them pews. Um, but no, I think, I think what has me hooked too is the fact that it's a deck builder and I love deck builder games. Like, I don't know. It's like my, I, I wouldn't really call it a cheap obsession, but I really, I don't know. I like, you, I always go to a deck builder. I love deck building games. Yep. Cause like, like we talked about with legendary, you know, I was like, I started to bring out, uh, Yamatai again. Cause I was like, we played a game and we, and we paused it and then never went back to it. So I was like, let's. Let's play this again, you know? And she's like, yeah, I don't really feel like thinking. Let's do a deck builder, you know? And I'm like, well, deck builder is really still thinky, but, you know, it, it's a, it's easier than, yeah. you know, playing like a worker placement or something like that. Yeah, and it's not that I had anything against that. It's just that I was like, I want something that I don't have to use my brain quite as much right now. So, anyway, that was my number two. Was I the first one to do a number two? You were. Oh. You were the first one to do a number two. I mean, I'm going to giggle because <laughs> no. I'm a trick And the first one to do a number two while we're the live most recording. Most podcast ever. Yeah. Dan, how about you? You, it's your turn to do a number two. Oh, actually, no, you were the second because I did oh. Port Royale. <laughs> oh, okay. Hi, hey, hi. Dan, do a number two. You're the deuce of deuces. Um, my number two is Yokohama from TMG. This is like a really cool game that has it's modular board. It's about like commodity management, but you got to like put out these assistants for your CEO to be able to go to these areas. There's a little bit of player spite work because you can block off people or you know, like put your CEO in that spot that you know they want to go to. There's technology cards, there's like shipments there's donations to the church there's all these different ways of scoring points variable cards for bonus uh points in the game you know like little additional scoring cards almost like the ones in Honshu and like suburbia and castles making ludwig like all those bonus scoring objectives but what i like is the board scales to the player count it looks awesome like it's actually a game from japan and they kept all the style and art and everything so it feels like super cool and it's very involving like it's actually about it's not like just go to a spot and take the action you got to build up your influence to do that action well and that's another interesting element like you know trying to figure out which pathway is best for you like a lot goes on and it's something that every time we break it out i'm like okay brain you're gonna be hurting for a little while but we're gonna have a good time at the end so you'll be fine okay let's do this so (laughs) So Yokohama is my number two. Yeah, this is a game that I've always wanted to play. And anything with a Japanese or Chinese theme to it, I just, I don't know. I just love the style of it. It Like, anytime anybody does it, it usually always is beautiful. And, like, it's very, I'm trying to think of what the word is. Elegant? Yes, yes, yes. That's definitely it. And it seems like anytime somebody makes a game that has that theme to it, it's it's also like very the mechanics are very like streamlined and nice and it's just like it's almost like a respect thing for it feels like for me you know it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna do something about the culture regardless of if it's someone that's from J- Japan or China or if it's someone that's you know from America they they respect 
you know, the theme of it, you know, and do a well done job of it. Yeah. It's just one of the, an, another one of those games that I have always wanted to play and just never have. Yeah. I, w- I would say, um, one of my favorite elements of the game is the fact that you can have things very well planned out and you're like, all right, I know exactly what I'm going to do and this is going to work well. And then somebody just places those assistants and they move along and block it. And you're just like horror. Like it just sinks into your heart. You're like, no, no, I needed that iron. You don't understand. Oh my God. You blocked off my T route. You screwed me. And it's like, and it's, it's the fact that it can gives you these highs and lows and you're, you know, you can even like look over and go, I know exactly what you're going for. I need to cut you out of that. It, it's weird. It's an oddly able to be cutthroat Euro, which is not too often in most worker placements. You know, the fact that you can predict in the future just due to influence on the board what somebody's going to do. Not even like, oh, well, I know you need tea when you're going to get tea. It's just like, you know, this ruthless like, oh, my God, he has a building and, you know, and his storage front there and two assistants. I know exactly what he's going to do within the next two turns. Gives you like that heart racing. Like, do you block? Do you acquire yourself? Like, how do you handle it? Yeah, that's awesome. Very cool. Well, Kim, what about your number two? My number two is Dice Forge. So if anyone's familiar with Rattlebones, it's the same customization of dice, but I kind of think this trumps Rattlebones because you you kind of get to do more. You have more options to put with your uh, making your dice, and you can even have other players um, add stuff to your dice. It'll, it usually, what, what is it? It usually helps them, but it doesn't help you, right? Or you get something out of it, I can't remember. In, uh, like, Rattleboat? Like no, the... with uh, Dice Forge, when you get the little pip that you can place on somebody else's dice. Oh, the it's like the um, the war pick or something. Yeah, where it's, war pick. They get a choice of two resources, but you get a choice of three. Yeah. So they get and you get. Yeah, so it's like, it's kind of cool that, you know, you, the player interaction with this is pretty good. But I would say, like, this that's the reason why it's my top two. Because I like rolling dice. And ever since I played Rattlebones, I like the dice customization. Because it's cool. You just pop it off and put in a new one. And then you can even take off, like, all the old ones. Like, oh, okay, I don't need this anymore. And you can add to it. And then the board that they have it on, you can go somewhere to buy cards that could also either help you get more pips or give you, like, victory points and assistance and i can't remember what the assistants do like remember there's a deer one yeah there's like, like re-rolling or something like that there's like all these variable cards that'll either give you one shots or like static bonuses where like oh every turn take one of this or yeah. every turn like re-roll one die or something yeah. so there's more there's stuff to do on the board and then there's stuff that you can actually get the pips for so. but the fact that it's so beautifully done like the design of the insert there's only like there's not a ton of variation in the game yet. But this is one of those titles that like the first time you play it you're like, "Oh, I can see expansions for this already." Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, for sure. You're like all the different cards that can go on the, all the different slots and stuff oh. like that. Uh this is another game that I haven't played enough of to put on my list. Mike has this game and I think I've referenced this before on the podcast. It's what Rattlebone should have yeah. been. You know, there's, it's more player action. The cards, you know, give you more options for things. You know, it either gives you stuff that you can do on your dice. 
every time you roll or it's a one-time use card or it's victory you know huge victory points at the end and stuff like that you know and depending upon what resources you get and stuff like that you know you can really you know up your game and stuff like that it's it's cool i really like it and dan is correct on that the first time i played this i go this game could be expanded forever and it would be awesome and i hope they do because I, I like how it's I like how it started, but I know it it could get stale if it doesn't get expansions. And the insert in is awesome. How you uh, lay everything out, you put it in. Yep, it's got all the all the spots for the pips where that's what they should have done with like you know rattle bones and stuff yeah. like that. And, and one other like bo- one little bonus to that game is after you play it like about two three times, you can pretty much set it up, play and break it down in like forty five minutes. Like it, yeah. it starts going quicker and quicker, which is crazy because it's almost like it reminds me of like Race for the Galaxy, where once you know the stuff, it's like all right, boom, cool, let's go, boom, let's go, boom, let's go, and it's just like set, 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 done. And that brings us to our best game of the year. Drum roll, please. But la 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 la. That was bad. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Were you, was your tongue tied? I sorry, I can't. I, we not enough people. Have, yeah, not that makes en- me think of no, National Lampoon's. Yeah, yeah, I know. Not enough people clicked on the Amazon link, so I don't have any money for like real sound oh, effects. Oh god, that was great. So his, to- his tongue sounded like it got stuck. Yeah, sorry, I haven't had Spanish car- Spanish class for a oh, while, so I haven't been able to roll my R's like I usually do. Number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Me. Sure. Okay. No, number one is a game that we actually spot- spotlit this year, and it's a game that I think when people see the box and see the theme, they don't... Ne- Unless you're hooked on it, you wouldn't necessarily think that this would be a game for you. And this is actually uh, Tracy's number four, so it kind of ties in. And this game is Affliction Salem 1692. It's a game about the witch trials without any witches. It's about the families that have that kind of, I don't know, kind of went at war with each other and were kind of, but yeah, it's just, it's an awesome worker placement game that's super cheap, like 30 bucks. It has a lot of awesome gameplay to it. You have, you're basically playing two families. You're protecting your family, but also you're trying to arrest the other family you know, a little player board where you put your your workers and you can, you know, use these people of power to help you out, basically. I can't think of the names right Prestigious. now because I don't have them in front of me, but that's okay. Yeah. But uh, No, it's it's just the guys on the board or whatever that you use when you, you use, do your worker placement or whatever. You can use the magistrate to arrest people. You can use uh, the judge to influence the reverend to create fear. You can use the governor to exonerate or protect some people. Some people. Some, <laughs> some or some, some meeples. Be- or some beeples. Yeah, that's right. Can I step in for a second? Yeah, sure. What I think I thought was cool about this game, too, was the fact that here we go, another small game, smallish game, with so much beef inside of it. Like a board that has so many different aspects and so many different um, things that you can do. Or selections you can make to kind of drive your play, I thought was cool. Dan, maybe you can just tell me right, tell me, and so I don't have to look here. How, what, when does the game end on this? So there's two named characters. Uh, Mary Spencer Hill. And. Uh, it, or Increase Mather. Increase Mather. 
Yep. Yeah. So when one of those guys shows up, then the end yeah. of the game which, is, is. It's um really cool because they did a lot of background check with this game, and the reason why I know Mary Spencer Hill was one of the end cards is because once people started accusing of the mayor's wife being a witch, we're like, whoa, 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 now we have to stop this whole like name calling. So I, I like that's the reason why <laughs> yeah. it's the end thing. <laughs> I do like that Kim just boiled down. The, the Salem Witch Trials to name-calling. <laughs> well, he, Yeah, exactly. You called me a duty yeah. pants, and that is too far, sir. Well, the, You're fat, and your parents don't like you. She's a witch. Because uh, I also do like this game. It wasn't on my top, because I guess I haven't played it too many times. But I like this because it's not like your usual Salem games, where... You actually have, like, witches doing stuff. Like, this is just people, if you think about it, it is people name-calling. Like, oh, that woman was supposed to give me five pieces of gold, but she never did it. She's a witch. And, like, it's basically to just get back at the people. And I like how they focused on that other than having actual witches. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I referenced this when we talked about it. It's like the walking dead of the witch trials, basically. You know, it's just like, yeah, and it's it's historically accurate because it actually has the people from that time period. Yeah, and I mean, we did an awesome in-depth on this one, and uh, I still say, I mean, it's like thematically it's awesome, mechanically it's awesome, it's crazy Mm -hmm. compact, you know, it uses great mechanics, there's just so much good in this game. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. If 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 you're turned off by the theme of it or by the look of it, don't let that fool you. It's a great game that you should be playing. Right. And that's why I made it my number one. All right, Dan, what's your number one? My number one is a game that uh, Kurt heralded to me a while ago, but I I was a little late to the party, and that would be Champions of Midgard. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people say that it's a Lords of Waterdeep killer. I don't know if it's a, a Lords killer per se, but I like the the whole concept of like dice being the the warriors that you're actually going out into combat that you are fighting the monsters like you know it's pretty cool like chucking those dice hoping that your axemen land their hits hoping that your uh, your swordsmen can run up with that shield in time fun choices uh, the fact that you only need food for your uh, voyages and you don't have to feed your workers every turn is a nice little change they're a little self sufficient at least. And the other thing is, uh, which I will give the comparison to champ, uh, to Lords of Waterdeep, Champions had two expansions come out this year. And they're both pretty damn good. And neither of them, they both add new things to the game without overcomplicating it, which I'm impressed by. You know, it's not just like the classic, here is nine new types of creatures. Here is four new types of, que-. like... They put a new dice, a new area, new ways of fighting those guys in those new areas. Like, they actually have a thematic reason to be able to acquire these archers and why these archers can't fight back against those monsters. The other one, uh, uh, Valhalla, like, it gives reasons for your Vikings to die, which, again, works out really well thematically. Like, that almost reminded me of Raiders of the North Sea. Originally, I was hesitant to the game because I, I got Raiders, and I'm like, this game is awesome, and I don't need another Viking game. Kurt said, try it, try it, try it, and I did, and I instantly got hooked. Uh, again, play. I I wish I had this on my uh, 10x10 challenge because I did play this one 10 times, 
but super cool. Uh, we even got to play it together on Tabletopia recently, which was super awesome. And uh, yeah, all in all, this game is like really rad, really fun. The scoring is, is, is tight and mean. Like you can get little bonuses that are unexpected and you can just be a super jerk and keep throwing blame tokens at other players to just ruin their day, which is always fun. <laughs> Aww. I, yeah, this is this is a game that I I always have fun playing. And I, I like playing on Tabletopia, even though it took us you know, hours. eighteen hours to play <laughs> one game. <laughs> but still, yeah, it's still one of those games that like it's you know it's got a lot of chance to it, but it also has a lot of strategy to it too. You know, I, I it's funny because I always think of think about the fact that Taco says he doesn't like this game, which still just boggles my mind because he's like, there's just too much chance, and I'm like, well, if you think about it. The theme of this game is you're Vikings. You're going out. You're gonna die. That's the pecking order. You know, it's like that's what that's what you were born to do as a Viking. You're gonna go. You're gonna fight. You're gonna be triumphant. If you die, then you died in battle, and that is a great day. You know, and I like the th- you know it sticks with that theme. You know, it's just like, you know, you can you know go hunting and gather you know gather favors and stuff like that. But at the end, you, this is all about the fighting. That's what they did. You know. They, you know, they fed each, they, they got fed, they fought, you know, I mean, they, they lived the glory to them, the glorious life, you know, and this does a good job of hitting all the cylinders. But other games are up to chance too. Yeah. Yeah, Like that's the thing. It's like the chance in fighting. Um, I heard a couple of other people complain about that. It's like, oh, you know, you send out five X guys and then they all die against one, uh, one ogre or something. And that sucks. And I'm like, yeah, but there's a lot of ways around that, man. Like. You can use the uh, the horns to get rerolls. Also, you know sometimes uh, sometimes something really bad could happen. You know, me and you, we can we can spar, and eight out of nine times you just whoop my ass. But if I get a, a lucky uppercut or something on you, or something goes really well, you know the fight might blow up in your face. I think this game is just it's one of those games that you know it it could they could you know make more expansions for it, and you can kind of you know they're very interchangeable, and it doesn't really. It doesn't really disrupt the flow, you know. the o- the only The only thing that I that I, ha- I have a little bit of a problem with is that it seems like they put too high of a price tag on the expansions. Plus, they at, at first they made them very hard to get. I don't like that either. I mean, yeah, I know there's like a, a bit more stuff in the box, but the thing is, so, so I'm gonna go on a quick super tangent here. When you buy video games, most new video games are about sixty dollars, right? Like when you buy for consoles or whatever. And, like, board games more or less kind of follow a similar price structure, but, like, the expansions for this thing, they were pricey. Yeah, there's, like, dice in the box and everything else, but if you proportion it out to the main game, like, I know you don't, like, price something solely based on the components, because there's design work and artwork and all this other stuff, but if it has like one fifth of the cards and one fifth of the dice and one fifth of this why is it half the price of the core game then and yeah. also why were the two expansions like why is there no incentive to buy two expansions at the same time it's like well if you're going to charge me 30 or 35 for this and 30 or 35 for that i could just buy a brand new game for 60 or 70 bucks or i can buy you know i would rather if both the expansions were in one box for like 40 that would have been great and also How much I don't they? want to have like three boxes stacked up for one champions because those inserts are great and that core insert looks like hey man when we have an expansion you'll fit it in here no you won't because everything goes past like the slots that we allocated so those parts are a little low and I know on the Kickstarter there was like 
Oh, you can buy the deluxe box that'll let you hold everything. You guys made all this stuff. Why can't it hold everything already? Like, there was extra space in the box. <laughs> yeah. You should have done that better. <laughs> it's like... But, I mean, that, that part sucks. But, you know, as far as a game goes, yes. Cheaper, I agree. It should definitely have been less. But outside of that, the game is definitely dope. And it looks like, actually, they've got them at, at good prices now. Where at the time when they first came out with them Kickstarter and stuff like that, they had them price pretty what high. What do they know? So, price pretty high? No, I said price pretty <laughs> high. Oh. <laughs> uh, it looks like right now on cool stuff you can get uh, Valhalla for twenty one forty nine. So just remember, that means that the MSRP is 30 So if you were to go local, you would be asked to drop $60 to expand the game that you bought for $60. Yeah. 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 So you might as well get Champions of Midgar 2. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, throw both expansions in one box for $40. You know, it's like you use less cardboard, yep. you use less plastic, you have to pay less in shipping, it takes up less space. Let You know, pass some savings on to me, you know? Like, because who's not going to yep. buy both the expansions? You know? It yeah. just seems like a... Because especially, yeah, a few... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It just... I don't know. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's just the way it works. All right, Kim, what is your number well, one? Well... Mine and Tracy's uh, number one, right? Well, did we have the same number one? You have the same. I don't even one. remember. Say you're number one, and I'll let you know if it's my number one. Both of you say it on the count of three. Ready? <laughs> it's your turn for number Wait, one. Let's see if they can do it on the count of three. Ready? I, Kurt? I pick Sagrada. Sagrada. Yeah. I guess did not. You pick Sagrada. So, yeah. Yeah, it's Sagrada. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that was but, my number three. But you picked Sagrada too, didn't you, Dan? As number five. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's when I was looking out the window and enjoying the colors. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Everybody talk about Sarada at one time. I, mean, I really I like the dice. I, 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 I like the cards that you use. I would like it if I could beat Kim a little more. Floodgate games. Floodgate games. Floodgate games. And that's Sagrada. And thanks for joining this episode. Yep. That's what I have to deal with every time I edit, people. Keep that one in there. I should. <laughs> so, Tracy, why do you like Sagrada? I think sig- this is really... I think, in a way, this game really kind of sums up a lot of the things that I love. It's really a beautiful game. I know we talk about that all the time. Um, all the colored dice and everything like that. But besides that, I think there's a lot of strategy that you can have with the game between... being able to match up the numbers and trying to really plot out your stained glass window to match so that you um, can fill up the whole window and not leave any empty spaces that's kind of my thing I really I really like to do that Um, and I want to save my gems so that I never use any of the they're not really cheat cards, tool cards. Yep. Is that what they are? Tool yep. cards. I really rarely ever use those. So I really like to um, use all of the, um, try to get my color and try to get my, what are those other ones? What are those other, those other three cards that everybody's challenged with? Like three different colors in a row or. Yeah, they're like gold cards, basically. Yeah, your gold cards. I always try to get the biggest bang for my buck. So I always try to strategize and beat the 
toots out of everybody. I don't know. I just I just think it's really I don't know. I just think it's a really put together awesome game. It's everything that I like in a game. Kim, that was your number one. So talk more about it. <laughs> do you think like uh? Yeah, I'm like, why did you make me do it first? I have a question like um, because now here's the thing. Like with the game like Sagrada, I can't really imagine expansions for that game, right? Because Not it'll like disrupt the entire flow. But do you think they'll ever put out like? Just like how that Valeria Card Kingdoms had those mini packs, like, oh, here's two new things for your number five. Like, you ever think there might be, like, a pack of, like, four new window cards and, like, two new tools and, like, one new scoring thing or something? Like, Yeah, I would I would think that they would be silly not to. That like, would be cool if they I did think, that. I think, especially with the tools, the tool cards and the goal cards, I think you, I think, I mean, even you could, like, hack it. You know, you could be like, okay, well, now we're going to do... You have to have everything diagonal. You have to have two diagonal or something like that, and you get like a crap ton of points or something like that. You know, just I don't know. I think that that would that would be awesome and increase the replayability of it. And it seems like with Floodgate, I think that they would, I think that would be something that that they would do too because we have what's that one game that we got from them? I can't think of it. Game Epic Resort. Epic Resort. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, they made a little expansion to it with villains that just increased the gameplay just that much more. And I'm like, man, they could really do that to Sagrada. You know, I could see, actually, they could do not only just adding extra window cards and stuff like that, but they could really make it more more than a four-player game. They could make an expansion I, with more windows and more colors. I'd almost hesitate, though, for Potentially. four players. I figure, like... Oh, not saying that I would want it to be four players either, but I mean, yeah, I think that little mini expansion idea is, would be great. That would be cool yep. to have it with, with more. I I don't know that I would want it to be, but I mean, there's pretend. I mean, there would be if it would work out with counts and things like that. I don't know that it, we've never played it with more than three people. Yeah, it would be cool if they added more window opportunities with the the numbers and that kind of thing too. Yeah, and I think the one of the cool things about this game, and I think a lot of the games on our list, like it plays well with two and with three. three. Like we haven't played four yet, but it's like, you know, a lot a lot of games. Their a main gripe that I see is like, okay, why do we even have two players on this? Because it's not yeah. good with two. Or you know, we have a game that could go up to four players, but if, people say. You could, you should only play this two players. That always like boggles my mind. It's like I understand you want to try to get this out to more people and stuff like that. So sometimes you gotta fluctuate that. But like, if your game is you know really lacking or kind of broken at a certain player count, why even do it? Right. You know. Yeah. So I think this game really hits on all. Counts. I think it's because maybe sometimes they're afraid to put like three to four players only on the box. Like that would be a turnoff. But there's nothing worse than opening something that's like, special two-player variant. Read the following five chapters. And you're like, awesome. And there are games that there's are like that. There's a ton of games like that, and we have gotten slammed by many. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so with Sagrada being my number five pick, that's because that's usually what place I get when I play this game, no matter what the player count. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we've played it at every player count. Uh, the thing I find in four players is that means three people get to say they scored higher than me. I still love it, though, even though I get trounced every time. Um it, it is a really fun puzzle game. Like, just trying to figure out where and how yeah. and just, you know, like, those last three rounds are always just, like, nerve-wracking. Yeah, and it's funny, too, because, like, 
this 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 game is like one of those games for some reason where I'm at the end and I go, you know, you're looking at those goal cards and I'm like, I missed this one. Why wasn't I paying attention to that damn card? <laughs> you know, it's like you're just you're just trying to like okay, like sometimes you get focused and you're like, I need that blue one, I need that blue one, and then you put it on there and you go. Oh crap! That's not where I wanted it, you know. And you're like, you just realize you tanked your other two moves that you have to finish the wind of. Yeah, a- you do that a lot. I know in this game, oh. Kurt. I want to play you in this game, so maybe one of us can finally win. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, we should play this live on like Hangouts, and and so everyone can be bored. That'd be <laughs> awesome. I would love to watch it. Be like, oh, it'll be awesome. I'd be like, man, he just made a really bad decision. Yep. <laughs> Battle of the Bad Players. Be awesome. Okay, Kim, since since you totally got uh, pushed back again, oh. why is it your number one? Um, I've been actually getting into more puzzle games, and I do enjoy that you're building a window, and it's like different colors, and the fact that you can't have colors like next to each other of the same color numbers of the same and numbers. numbers of the same numbers and for some reason with this game it kind of clicks with me except if i play it with people i don't really know um there was this one time i played it with uh one of the guys from our gaming group and i just like i stalled for some reason and i kept making mistakes and i was getting nervous but um just usually like when i play it with dan i, I find myself to uh I think it's just your home turf. Like, if we played in the house, you're fine. Yeah, you play it probably. out, that's when you get in, uh... <laughs> and Yeah, it's like playing, it's like play, shooting hoops at your house. You're like, yeah, this is my house. And then what we've been doing is we've been actually writing, uh, writing out the windows we've been completing with our names next to them. So that way, like, next time we choose, we'll, like, choose different windows just to see if we can do all of them. But I have, nice. I have been winning on the easy sides. And the harder sides. No, I haven't done Against the harder sides. Have. <laughs> I haven't done the harder sides yet. I've been building easy. Because what I want to do is I want to build it up. I was like, I want to try all the easy ones, and then I'll do the hard ones. And then she gives me, like, the six-star challenges, and she's like, have fun with this punk. I don't give you. You <laughs> pick them, so. But she doesn't tell you that they're the six. Yeah, ones. She actually, like, you know, uses a black marker, and she's like, what? It's a three-star challenge. Uh... Why can't you do it, noob? <laughs> Let's talk about our biggest surprises and our biggest letdowns. I'll start. Um, I had a couple of surprises this year. Um, one was r- like really close to the <laughs> to this recording actually, and I got to play uh, Unfair with Mike this year. It's a game where you're making a theme park, and the first few rounds you're getting these cool events that help you out and you know help to make your theme park better. And you build it by like making cooler roller thrill rides, the roller coasters and stuff. But you actually upgrade them too, and then you can have like your like your uh, food stands and stuff like that. And you're using cards the whole time. And then towards the end of the game, it's unfair. You're starting to get all of these bad cards that are starting to ruin everything that's going on. And you can everyone can use event cards to kind of up their game and stuff like that. Um, you use coins to, you know, buy your upgrades, but also to get like people that help kind of help work, you know, and make your uh, theme park thrive. I don't know. It's just one of those games. As, as soon as I played it, I was like, why didn't I play this game to begin with? Because I, 
I really think I just want to get this game. I mean, after playing it once and knowing that you really enjoy something, that it's a surprise to me. That's like, this game was like so polarizing in the reviews. People were either like, this thing was awesome or I hate every single aspect of this game. And it was weird That's to so see. so weird. Like I did, there's, yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing in this game that I was like, this is stupid. Like I literally was like, cause I know that Mike put this on his Christmas list and his mom ended up getting for him. So we played it and I was like, you, man, good job. You know, <laughs> cause it seems like Mike, Mike always seems to find these games and he's, he loves theme parks and stuff like that. So I'm not surprised that he, you know, thought this game would be fun, but man, yeah, it was just one of those things where we're like, as soon as we were done with like, Oh, time to go home. Oh, I want to play this again, you know? So it'd be awesome to play it again. So yeah, I really, really dug it. Um, another thing quickly that I was kind of surprised, I was kind of surprised about, but not really is that the good people at uh, Tinkerbot games, were able to send us a copy of Goldstall after we had reviewed it. And when we reviewed it, we got a, a um, demo copy of it. And when we first played it, we really liked it. But I didn't know how much that I, that I thought that I would enjoy this game more than I originally did. So they sent us a copy for helping us, helping them out. And I was like, Oh, cool. So we can play this, you know, and playing this game, like, Man, I just cannot believe how fun this game is. And I think we're going to have to do a spotlight on it so I can tell everybody about it a little bit more. I know we've I've talked about it in the past, but like this game is just so much fun and I I really don't see anything wrong with this game. Well, you know, to and me. I think and I think the components are awesome because they use the 3D printer for like heavy ghosts. I mean, they're like solid ghosts that you move around on the board it's and they're so cute yeah i mean they're not meant to be cute but they're cute they are yep and they're awesome yeah and then the cards like they they the whoever the artist is i don't i don't don't have it in front of me but whoever the artist is for it like did an amazing job and some of the people that backed the kickstarter they had themselves made into uh, made into you know themselves you know in cartoon form or whatever but it's just phenomenal you know and it's a dice placement game, and you're just trying to figure out how to scare people and stuff like that. And you actually can use vic- your victory points to get more cards to help you out. But you can also use those cards for more dice to scare people and stuff like that. It's just, it's one of those games that, unfortunately, the only place you can get it right now is overseas in the UK. So, But it would be nice to just you know have a local distribution, <laughs> distribution so I could get it for you guys, too. It would be like, guys are going to love this, you know? So, but, you know, so for me, it was like, cool. I just love that this was just, mm-hmm. you know, something that I was, I was, that I'm just on board for. Mm-hmm. So. And they about? just came out with an expansion too, didn't they? Yeah, that's right. More Ghost and something else. Gosh, I know it's More Ghost and I can't remember the rest I was going to say it. that's a great name for this, <laughs> the expansion though. It's like pretty straightforward in what we're doing here. And it even comes with a expansion in the base game too, which is cool. It's got a cultist expansion which is awesome. It's ghost of weird guest and more ghost. <laughs> That's what it is. So maybe, maybe the trick or treaters is going to be later, maybe, but yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just a game that I just, I continually love. And even, even if, if you want what people say is a more reputable, 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 
Yeah, exactly. That's it. Um, reviewer um, Tom Vassell really likes this game. So. Yeah. I'm sorry. So since Wait, we don't what? count. Yeah, there's no way that guy has more cred than you. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> All right. So what about you, honey? What's your biggest surprise of the show? Um, well, I struggled with these two, so I kind of feel like I'm um, cheating by just slapping a game on that we played this year. That's okay. So my slapping of the game I put was Perfume. And I know that maybe Dan and Kim don't really like this game very much, but I maybe am throwing them under the bus. I guess this game kind of surprised me because I liked it more than I thought I would. I think partially because the topic is so weird. You wouldn't think that it would draw any sort of attention to to the game because you're basically building perfume. Now I'm calling it perfume. Building perfume bottles to sell to vendors um, at specific times of day to to basically win the game. Seems like a weird concept, um, but I think it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we've played it several times this year. It was new to us, I think, this year. Yep, and we got it for super cheap, too. Yeah, so it was a steal of a deal and an, a nice surprise, mm-hmm. I thought. So that was my pick. Um, I'm going to make that one short and sweet because... I don't have like a whole lot to say about it, and I think it's still really cheap on Amazon. In fact, I convinced somebody else to to give it a shot. I think they got it for like twelve bucks. Yeah, yeah. It's another one of those queen games where it's like uh, MSRP is sixty uh, today, nine dollars. Okay. <laughs> I know. So it's like if it sucks, it's not like nine bucks. So to each their own. Everyone kind of has their own opinion on it. It's, I mean, there's nothing like super amazingly wonderful about it, but. It, for how cheap we got it, I thought it was like a a cool surprise. Yep. Logan likes to play it with us. Yep. Yeah. I like the game too. too. Fun. Easy. Cool. Okay. One of you guys, Kim, how about that? Um your surprise. Okay. So I would say my surprise this year would be the two IP games that came out, the um Fallout game, board game. And the uh, this War of Mine game, actually, how good it is, because when they usually try to make games based off of like movies or TV shows or something like that, um, it's not that great. Like we got the Bioshock one, and it was fairly um, terrible, I would say, because you're playing as the factions. And you're not really doing much of Booker and Elizabeth. They're in it, but they're not playing a major role. They're wrecking but, your stuff, not yeah. helping you. But the fact that like the Fallout game, we researched heavily into it because we're hesitant since it is an IP. So we're like, huh, they might like botch it. But the fact that Fallout and this War of Mine got really good reviews, that was like shocking. So we, of course, we had to get them. Um, have yet to play them, but... Oh, we did this War of Mine. Oh, we but, did this War of Mine. But yeah, Bo- Fallout, it's just with the timetables lately, it's been brutal, but hopefully that's going to change yeah. in the next week. Yeah. And both of those games are pretty lengthy, oh, aren't yeah. they? Oh, yeah. And I heard that the Fallout one does exceptionally well at two players, which is really good for us. Nice. I, I just thought of it. With the IP yep, games... I like that. Even Monopoly Gamer came out this year, and that was actually... Like, that was know, surprising, yeah. yeah. Monopoly, uh, Mario Kart, the yeah. board game. Yeah, it is Mario mm-hmm. Kart, the board game, because you drop coins, yeah. you can pick up other players' coins, you can make them drop coins, like, 
it's not your usual Monopoly, which is actually good. So that's my yeah. surprise. So this War of Mine was also a video game too? Yeah, yeah it's a, it was the, on Steam. The super sad game. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. like you find a yeah, puppy. Yeah, that's what I hear. And I hear a lot of people like it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you find a but puppy. But I also hear after you're done cancer. playing it, you have to take a nap because you're so, you're so sad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so all right, so my surprises. Uh, one is that uh, a game called Meeple Circus came out. Where it's a game about doing the thing that you normally do when you're playing other games, like screwing around with your meeples and stacking them and putting them into weird positions. That's the premise of the game. And we played it, and it's actually awesome. And it's absurd, and I just love that somebody made a game out of that. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this game This game sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, I'm just waiting for a game to come out about not spilling drinks on the, the new board game and sleeping cards. Because that'll be awesome. It's like just yeah, this notion of... Lose every time. Yeah. Another surprise is this has been a year of awesome board game apps coming out. Uh, Potion Explosion, Through the Ages, Race for the Galaxy, Terra Mystica, like so many good app versions of these board games. Um, Like say, for example, Through the Ages. You want to try a heavy Euro? You guys aren't sure if you want to play this. This game is a little pricey. You get the app for like seven bucks, 10 bucks, whatever, and you have it with you forever and you can play it forever whenever. That's awesome. My biggest surprise of the year a game that I don't know if you heard of this one, Fog of Love. It's a Walmart. Yeah, exclusive. we just found out about this game. Yeah, a Walmart exclusive. We were talking. We were talking about it. <laughs> it's amazing. It's first of Fun. all ridiculous quality components. Um, like you get the poker chips with the game. Like that's your decision lock-ins. Like these poker chips. Uh, a box that you can bash somebody's brains in with, mm. and it'll still be fine. Like you know, solid construction tons of cards it gives you it almost has like that fabled fruit startup thing where it's like hey do you not want to read rules cool rules suck let's get rid of those just start playing this deck and we'll tell you how everything works as you uncover it and it's like probably one of the greatest tutorials i ever saw in a board game and it actually if you want to like do like a little bit of an rp game with somebody you can because it, I know it sounds funny. I feel like somebody should play Fog of Love if they want to make a better D&D character. Because it's like, I'm a dwarven paladin who believes in helping the innocent. Okay, you come across orcs. I'm bashing their heads in and stealing gold from their dead bodies. Oh, okay, good guy. That's, that sounds heroic. You know, it's like, uh, I'm going to let the farmers burn because they don't believe in my god. Way to go, paladin. But in Fog of Love, you actually will get these trait cards that you choose from. So you just might be a selfish person. It's not good or evil. just means that's what you are. So, like, you're going to want to make choices that put tokens into the selfish column when you're deciding things. And you're going to come up with these, like, crossroads and everything. Because, like, if you don't get those goals, then you're not winning. Like, you're going to lose. And you're going to be unsatisfied as a human being. Which is awesome because think about it. Like if you like dogs and you're just not around dogs, you're like, man, this sucks. Like, so these traits actually make sense. And as the story progresses, like things will come up. Like your relationship gets more serious by all these like new things happening. And it's just, it's a really cool game. Really interesting choices. One one of the best is when you're drafting out your characters, like you choose people. Like it's not Kurt and Tracy. It might be like, Doug and Vanessa because they're not your traits that you're choosing they're traits that are dealt to you and you're choosing what you liked about the other person like 
I was really drawn to your sense of style and I thought it was really cool that you're good around kids. Like, you know, you're choosing those traits from this draft file. And we had such a good time playing it. It gave you reasons to roleplay. Like, it tells you to paraphrase, not to necessarily read everything verbatim. And the last thing that, I again, I just couldn't get over how they did this. It's almost like Pandemic Legacy. Because you got, like, your starter cards. And then there's the, we give this, like, we give them a year. As your next chapter pack. High School Sweethearts. Yeah, and, like, High School Sweethearts. And it's, like it was meant to be and like rough waters and it's like all these different styles of relationships that like you shouldn't play this until you play this you shouldn't play this until you play this like you could just start with those but it's almost like the fact that the game grows and they already got expansions planned down the road like they know like coming soon three more chapters of like romance and everything and it's just like like one of them is like uh i can't remember the name verbatim but it's kind of like like me and you and them and it's like the relationship where like you're living with the in-laws so for one person it's like a little hostile and stuff like that i'm like this is awesome like (laughs) just that they got this stuff in the pipelines (laughs) like an rp game of today just trying to make shit work and it's like yeah and and the best part is the game's not easy and a lot of good relationships aren't and that's awesome yeah that's crazy when we heard about this we're like who would play this game? But then you just hear everybody just like, this is the best game ever that you would never think coming out of left field, coming out of Walmart, who right? you don't really hear about for coming coming out with good games. Yeah, because like, yeah, I, cheap labor I saw it and I, yeah, I saw it and I was like, listen to this, Kurt, let's watch this little clip. And we're like, that is, that sounds stupid. Why would people say that this game is good. I don't know. I'm not convinced yet. <laughs> we can set but it I up and like we'll RPG try to play on Skype. So. Yeah, you could actually... Well, it's so, it sounds so weird. We'll have it where me and him will be playing it and you just put it on Skype and it's just like... Because it's weird. Even when I looked at the tutorial, like the um, people playing it and reviewing it, you don't really get a sense of how you play it. It's something yeah. you have to kind of see somebody actually playing the game not teaching you but actually playing the game where you kind of like get it um but like he said yeah. it is almost like a role player you know you're not yourself you have to be somebody you you're somebody else and you're trying to get the affection of the other player who is somebody else and not him and you can actually have yeah. it where you know like i think the one we did I was a girl and you were a girl. Yeah, right. And you were a criminal <laughs> and I was somebody who likes to tell the truth. You were and an, like an executive uh, agent. I was and an I executive was a who, who liked to tell the truth. And it was like sometimes when you're, you get um, questions like asked, answers would be like, answers would be helpful to me, but not to him. And like hmm. it would work out. For something like, um, like right, I, there was, there was one where something happened, we had a fight and then you were like giving me flowers or something. And it's like, what flowers do you think I would want based on my character? And I would choose and he would think I would choose what I want. He would choose what I think I would want. And based on our answers, um, I would get bonuses and he would either get a bonus if he picked correctly or... Or he would get something where, you know, 
um, he would get like a negative effect. Yeah. But I still got a bonus because I thought it was nice of him that he actually tried to do something nice. It's weird. It's very weird. It is odd, but it's pretty awesome. But it does work. So what would you say are some of your uh, disappointments of the year? Mm. You're making me go again. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Back to me not knowing what I was going to put for these. I said it, mine was New York 1901. Have you guys played that? Um, I don't know that it's like a bad game. I think we've played it several times and we're just not grasping it entirely. And so I, I really want to like it. I just... And maybe we just need to watch more of a tutorial but there's something about it that bugs me and i can't quite put my finger on it yeah and so i just kind of i don't really have more to say about it i don't know if you have anything to add obviously you didn't have it as a disappointment i didn't have it as a disappointment but now that you're talking about it i don't know if i necessarily like this isn't like the first or second game that i pick you know i'm just kind of like oh this will be fun to play now Maybe it's maybe it's not as fun as we think it is. <laughs> maybe that's part of it. Yeah, maybe that's it. I don't know. It and basically just as a little side, basically you're building um, buildings in New York to um, you start them from the from the ground up and you keep uh, making them more of. Uh, do you end like up with making them be skyscrapers like yeah. and stuff like that? And then there's like goals where if you. Um, have the majority of your colors in on certain streets like Thames and Pine or something like that, then you get more points at the end of the game and you only have a certain number of workers and I don't know. And you only have a certain number of pieces and maybe we just haven't figured it out um, strategy-wise yet, but I'm just... I'm not certain. It's not one of those that I would bring to the table. Maybe the game yeah. just bites. Yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. But it looked it I think we got a smashing deal on it or something and I was like, Well, why the hell not? It's a board game. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Nice. My letdowns, I have a couple of quick ones. As much as Dan likes Santorini right now, yep. I'm just I'm just not a fan. <laughs> oh. I don't <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what it is about it. Like, maybe I don't have a strategy enough of it yet. I think the god powers are cool, but I don't know if it enhances my experience enough for me to enjoy it. Play, uh, we talked about this too. Dan and Kim sent us the unlock, a couple of unlock games, and I just don't understand why people like unlock the series. <laughs> I just, I don't like it. I think it's too hard. But you don't, I don't have to cut up the cards, so of course it's better because it's better that you don't you don't write on them. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I seriously, I don't know. I don't know why people like it. I, do, I just don't like. I don't enjoy it. And the I, unlock ones. Yes. You would try other I, other yeah, types. Yes, like you. Everybody just talks about the exit game so highly. Exit. That's another kind of. The the only thing is with exit, it's weird. Um. We played Unlocked, and I gotta admit, I was disappointed with that one too after we finished it. But the um, exit games, instead of going, oh, let me look online, like, you know, I, I don't know what to do next, um, they actually have the hint cards, and they have like three hint cards. Well, two hint cards, and one, okay, you know what? We'll just tell you how to, how to, you know, 
how to finish it. Which is actually a little bit better than the un unlocked ones. Um, but yeah, no, I, I can see why well, you wouldn't like unlocked. Yeah, and, and a lock has hints too, but it seems like the hints are even... The like, hints are vague. You know, like, or, That's the thing. With, yeah. it, with Exit, it's like, oh, you need like this, this, and this. And don't forget, you know, don't take it too literally or something like that. Because there was something with the Exit where we actually had to think about it literally. And as soon as he said that, our friends was like, oh, oh, I got it. And then he just started like punching holes in something. And I'm like, oh my God, that actually worked. Yeah, the, uh... Well, because you you want a hint, but you don't want them to tell you. Yeah. But you want it to be something that's good enough. Yeah, it's like yeah. I feel like the to, unlock games to kind of move you forward. Yeah, I feel like with unlock the clues are either how many words rhyme with orange or just take card nine. It's like, yeah. uh, can there be some gradients in this? Like, help me a little. Right. Not either like make it even worse or just hand me the solution. Like. Yeah, I agree. Unlock yeah. was like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, exactly. I agree with you, too. Yeah. What about you guys? Uh, you want to go first? You go first, because okay. I'm still thinking. My biggest disappointment, uh, Kickstarter kind of becoming the only way to acquire certain board games. Like, this is becoming a, a more and more trending model that I'm not a fan of. Um, Seventh Continent. Everyone's like, this thing is awesome. Did you get it on Kickstarter? No. Well, then you'll never have it. Sucks to be you. Gloomhaven. First of all, I don't know how the guy made a penny off of Gloomhaven, but... Gloomhaven, Kickstarter only. <laughs> Too bad. You know, oh, I want to get this game. Oh, well, we're going to do another print with our Kickstarter. If you back our Kickstarter at any level, you can order copies of that game that you're trying to get. Yeah, or you can just, like, sell it to me right now. That would be cool, too, right? Like, it, I'm seeing, I mean, I know I, I, I mean, there's really no way around it. I was bitching about this last year. It's like, I'm going to be bitching about it this year, and I'm sure next year it's going to be even worse. Uh, I don't like it being the only way to get this stuff, and it sucks that we're kind of going more and more towards that as opposed to less and less. Well, then the fact that sometimes you, it's cool to back that stuff, but sometimes you want to kind of get the feel for what other people think about it. Yeah. I mean, Plus, you're gonna you're gonna ultimately give your own opinion on it afterwards, but like let it be out there in the market for a little bit before it has to be that must have game. Yeah. Yeah, it's like with Gloomhaven where it's like, "Oh, hey, I'm I'm going to give 100 bucks to something that I don't know if it's going to be great or not." Right. Yeah, plus it's like Right. Let me buy that game that you printed out and shipped out to people 6 months ago. Like it's like, "No, we're not doing any more print runs." Really? So just never again. That's the way this is. Just never again will you make this. Like you, what, deleted all the files, burnt all the computers, and killed the original designer? Like what the hell? You know, it's like yeah, it's like why are you making games if you don't want the people to play them? Yeah. Plus, if the Kickstarter blows right. out at like four hundred thousand dollars, yeah, there's a good chance that other people might want it. You know. Only other disappointment is uh, through the I think it's called the um, out of game podcast. Uh, the host mentions this thing, his magic number which is the number of games on your shelves that you have not played. And his goal is to get his magic number to zero. Mine is at like almost 40 and that sucks. <laughs> oh crap. The game. What, what is this? The games that you wouldn't no, play the again? Games that no, you own that you haven't oh. played. And I'm like, I mean, I'm, I'm including like expansions with that, but I'm like, son of a bitch. I'm like, I wish I never heard about that term and knew that I can precisely give it a number. I just wanted it to be like, oh man, I should play that sooner or later. Not that is one of dozens. Uh, 
His goal was to get his magic number to zero by the end of the year. My goal is to get my magic number closer to 15 by the end of the year, really. Because <laughs> I'll be getting new things as yeah. the year goes on. So, How about you? Me? I would actually have to say my biggest disappointment, and I think it was I think it was this year, year. Correct me if I'm wrong, was the fact that You're they wrong. I didn't see <laughs> um, they basically Fantasy Flight just stopped with um, Talisman, oh. and I know it's being picked up by somebody else. Game Workshop, their contract fell through. Yeah, but I'm having I'm having a fear that if they re-release Talisman. They're going to, like, revamp it, change it, and have it where it's like, oh, like, we'll put out more expansions, but you have to have the remastered Talisman board game, because I don't want to buy all those again. If it makes you feel better, I don't think that's going to happen, because yeah. it's still being released as 4th edition. It's not like Talisman 5th edition or anything. Mm. So at least you got that in your court. Yeah, but it still sucks, because there was still some expansions I didn't get, and I'm like, ugh. Eh, give it a few months. Yeah, no. That we'll was see. actually kind of a disappointment. But, um, and then I think the other one too was, um, that garden game that we saw at Dexcon that we were trying to get. And then when we played it. We're like, eh, it's not oh, so. Oh, Cottage Garden. Yeah. Cottage Garden wasn't, it looked really yeah. good. And then when we played it, it was like, oh, this yeah. is not that great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that the one with cats or something? Yeah. It's like... Is, is that weird that I... Okay, I just saw somebody post on that, and they're like, ooh, and then the cats, and then this, and, and I'm like, what the hell is this game? <laughs> like, the person that saw us, it's like, oh, it's a better uh, patchwork and more players. I'm like, uh, I'll beg to disagree on that call. So you're like, uh, there's probably a lot of things that you overlooked this year. You didn't get a chance to play. So, like, what are the games that you could have played this year, but you blew it, time is up, but you're vowing to play next year? Like that we've never played, or that we wanted, we should play more. No, that we wanted to play. I think. Like your regrets, like you always wanted to play it, but you just never got a chance. Like let's just say your list was like forty-one games that you haven't shrink wrap or something, for example. <laughs> <laughs> we do. Um. Well, we have some games that we haven't shrink wrapped still. Yeah, yeah, we have a couple <clears throat> too, but I think Clank is the big one, both of them, because we. We always like we're literally like stalking Amazon. Like we're watching we the prices. We should get it. We should get it, and we don't. And yep. that's one that we should. I know. I know. Do you have it? Do you have space too? It is good. I have the first clank. Okay. No, no space. Will Definitely. we? Li- will we like it? But I also got the sunken treasures. Yes, you yeah. will. Yep. And now that Dan talked because about you like deck builders. Yep. Now that Dan talked about Century Spice Road, I we gotta get that um, too. If we had time, we would go and get it today. Yep. Um, I am chomping at the bit. We don't have it, but I'm chomping at the bit for totally uh, Dinosaur Island. I'm like dying for Dinosaur Island, and I'm not. What? What did you guys say? It's like how it's just basically Jurassic Park, the board game. Yeah, I that and Wasteland Express. I want to play both of those. Bad, but that would mean that we'd have to buy them. A lot, yeah. Yeah. I really want to play them. Yeah. I really want to play Valletta now that you've talked about it so much, and we did a, a spotlight on that too. Um, we have to get we have to get through Pandemic Season One to get through to two, but I really want to play that. Right? Because I'm a huge Dresden File book reader. I've read all the books so far. I want to get that co-op card game, even if it blows. I don't care. I want it. 
<laughs> and then Scott Pilgrim, of course, that's one of the games that Gen Con that we wanted to get, and we just, I blew it, blew it. Yep, yep, I blew it. And then... What do we like, have here, though, that we want to... That we want to play that's here that we haven't yeah, played? Yeah, that's what he was talking about. God, I don't think there's... Oh, no, no. I'm oh. just saying, in general, no, yeah. like, you know, at cons, at friends, you saw it in a store. Yeah, like everything. <laughs> just, a, you know, there's always something calling yeah. to you, man. There's got to be, you know... Well... Things that must be corrected next year. Yeah, no kidding. The expansion um, for Splendor. <laughs> we we got to learn how to play Junta. <laughs> we opened that this year, and then we looked at the 20-page, 30-page book, <laughs> and then we went, maybe another time. Yeah, which they're coming out with an expansion on that, which on I was ju- like... Of Junta? Yeah, I'm like, I feel like that game is Have you guys old. played that? We uh, got that from one of the game days or whatever. Um, it's an AEG game, but the the rules are like thirty pages long. We were like, uh, that isn't a light Ooh. game for today. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. What about you guys? What are what are some things that you guys are chomping at the bit? Clans of Caledonia constantly looks awesome, and I'm like, I really want to play that. I probably won't be able to play it until early next year, but still, Anachrony, the game that's been torturing me <laughs> to acquire, uh, I am still fiending to play that. The Fallout board game because. I, I'm hearing solid things. It looks great. Yamatai bought it at your suggestion. It is one of the magic numbers. And Charterstone, which just came in for me, and I cannot wait to play a Legacy Town Builder worker placement game. I'm losing my mind for this thing. It's in the house. It's calling to me. It sounds like a siren song. But I don't want to start it until I got the solid group that I know will keep coming back mm-hmm. for. Yeah, that's... Everyone is just touting this game. It sounds like it'd be a ton of fun. I know it's weird because, like, some of the stuff that you said I would like to play. Um, but even though we got new games, I'm actually kind of looking forward to, like, with the new year, trying to play the games we played, like, once or twice. For example, um, Yokohama. I know we played it, I think, twice. I can't really remember how to play it, but, you know, I kind of actually want to go for that again because the fact that now, after playing so many games, even though if I only played it once, I'm getting a kind of better understanding of how to, like, play and, yeah, how to, how to actually approach games um, because I remember when we first started playing games... I would just be like, oh, I'm picking this because it looks pretty. Or like, hey, I just want to do this because, you know, my character would do this. Um, But now I'm thinking the more strategical route where it's like, well, if I get this. Strategical is a word, by the way. Is it? (laughs) No, it's not. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's okay, Kim. We're we're both in the same boat. I can't ever say anything. (laughs) You're probably better at that. Uh, What what word would you use? It's behind your fan. Strategic. Strategic. Okay. So, like, okay, for an example, I think uh, another one I would like to play is uh, Puerto Rico. Played it once. Uh, we tried to play it a second time, but it just didn't happen. Um, but that was actually a surprising, surprisingly good game. Yeah, that's a game that I bought a long time ago that, we, that I have only played once, and I want to play it more. Yeah. Because mm. is that the one where it was hard to get? Um, for a brief while, and then yeah. it got reissued. Because uh, I remember when we got it and we played it, I was like, oh, man, this is awesome. I like to play this game. And we just never got around to it. And then 
another one I would have to say is Extra Extra. We haven't really played it. We set it up at Party the Uncommons. Party magic number. <laughs> yeah. We set it up at the Uncommons. And the, the pieces overwhelmed us. Like, the whole board and set up, it was like, oh my god. Like, this is like an actual warehouse building. We, we pushed it right back in the box and said, okay, another time. Yeah. <laughs> well, we tried, remember, yeah. I tried to look at the rule book. <laughs> and looking at the rule book, oh, gave you an aneurysm. And... <laughs> We're just like, yeah, let's not do this today. Because it could probably take us six hours to learn it. Yeah. And Get some good sleep, drink then... some Gatorade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Big breakfast. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's just too many damn games to play. Holy crap. I think we need right? to revisit our games, too. Yeah, for sure. And I always do that. I always look past and I'm like, oh, man, I got that Star Wars, the card game that Mike got me a couple expansions for that I haven't even opened yet. You haven't opened it? Like, gotta get, no, the expansion. Oh. It's not the, oh. that's the base game. I'm like, that's open. But yeah, yeah. And it's like, you can't have a strategy for a game if you don't play it over and over again, so. Hopefully with these top five games, we get, we're get giving you a lot of good choices and then the stuff that we're clamoring to play gives you a lot of good choices, too, so. But we have, we've already had a lot of conversations on our Twitter and Facebook page about our top five. So why don't, why don't you visit those pages, too, and tell us what your top five are. And, uh, yeah, we have a lot of other fun stuff that we're going to be trying to do in 2018. I think 2018 is going to be our golden year. I'm calling it. I don't care. Um, we're going to be trying to do more videos. We're going to be doing them here locally and on uh, Hangouts and stuff like that so you guys can see our ugly mugs and have fun with us. And um, I'm just speaking for me. Everyone else is beautiful. And um, we're going to be doing some other cool stuff. Like we're going to try to do some live plays and stuff like that, just to get you guys involved and, and just get out there and play the games that you should be playing. Again, it's been a great year. Thank you for listening. And until next year, I'm Kurt. And I'm Tracy. And I'm Kim. And this is D.Y. And of course you are. And this was... The MFG cast. Legends of Tabletop Podcast. Creating legends one die at a time.